Those two girls behind you, they're eavesdropping. Really? You know, uh, just because you two are homosexual, so what? I mean, you should just come out of the closet and be openly gay already. So what do you say? You know you'll always be the only man I'll ever love. What's the matter with you? I'm not going along. I just see you in Berlin in 1939, goose-stepping past me. Come on, Jerry, go along, go along. It's no fun. You know, I hear that all the time. Hear what? That I'm gay. People think I'm gay. Yeah, you know, people ask me that about you, too. Yeah, because I'm single, I'm thin, and I'm neat. And you get along well with women. Yes, that leaves me in the clear. Chase, you ready to start podcasting? Are you still over there binging Ray Romano proteges that appeared on Wild and Out? I remember my Can own proteges of Ray Romano. Can we get serious now? If I can get your head out of the clouds. Hey, everybody! It's the uh, Ray Romano and Nate podcast where we talk about everybody loves did Nathan. You get, did you get to the the bottom of this mystery of why there was a guy named JJ who was on a Will JJ. Michael B. Jordan Just Jordan. sitcom that didn't star Michael B. Jordan? He wasn't even in the shit. I mean, did he Never play a star. young Michael Jordan? Or that was, oh, that's a good point, huh? Is he a Michael Jordan cousin, and that's why he was able to hook up with Ray Romano and get trained to be a comedy Padawan? But I, where, I have no memory of any of this. But where does Michael B. Jordan enter the picture? I always uh, considered him as being like uh, like alternate reality Michael Jordan. It's like, what if Michael Jordan wasn't a great basketball player, but was a great actor? Yeah. Buck Bunny. Eh, you were expecting maybe the Easter Bunny? You're a cartoon, you're not real. Ooh, the Heroes Reborn universe. Mm. Michael Jordan's now Michael B. Jordan. Mm, that's cool. Or and the Ultimate Cenef- Universe. Little JJ Just Jordan can Lil be JJ. like the second generation Jordan mm. when because all these comic book universes he's, now he's they're the, getting rid of all the original guys and they're bringing in the secondary yeah, guys. Yeah, the Miles whatever. So probably Mara- considering Morales. Michael Jordan was already a person of ethnicity when mm-hmm. he was originally a hero, now he's going to have to be a gay as well. So so no. I'm gonna guess that little little JJ is just Jordan is the new gay second generation Michael Jordan. This is how mm. it's going in mm. the in the comic book universe from what okay. I can tell. All right. Within the confines of his fastidious bachelor pad, Seinfeld and Costanza bicker over the cleanliness of a piece of fruit like an old married couple. I told you that pair was washed. <laughs> I thought we were friends. There we go. I mean, how could you two keep this a secret from me? It's not true. Ah, Enough lying. The line is through. Come on, Jerry, the masquerade is over. You're thin, late 30s, single. So are you. Yeah. They're making Thor a lady. 
Yeah, they're making Thor a lady. Uh, they've successfully Remember? made Captain America a black dude. Yeah. It's all like... Oh, spoiler alert. I didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think the problem was they just didn't have enough inks back in like the 40s and 50s when they started printing comics. So like everybody just had to (laughs) be like... You're white. This you're is going to be way blonde. You're white and blonde. It's going to be way We've only got everybody. three different inks. We can't be yeah. making fucking Hispanic Spider-Mans. That's, no. that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. if You can, but not he's never taken that mask off. Years. Yeah. That's true. We don't got the budget for that. We don't got the budget for nothing. Lord, it's, no. No, it's baby oil and blow. It's an action yeah. stravaganza. We blew our entire budget on baby oil and blow. It's not just a clever title. No, exactly. It's... You know, more so a crippling addiction, but it also covers action mm-hmm. movies, which is what we're doing oh. here today. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, it, we do it every week. It's kind of a thing we do. Yeah, I am a lot of weeks. Yeah, it's true. And is there? Would you say we really do anything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we try. So, you know, it's not oh, like we're doing nothing. It's not like we try hard. We gotta like, watch that movie and stuff. And watch them. Write some notes in my phone when yeah. I'm doing it. It's, just, just it's not talk, like I'm just, just sitting there all passive. Just talking to you, listening. I'm not usually like pretty drunk yeah. when we're watching the movie, but I'm not like completely bombed. Yeah. Or I'm not gonna remember it or nothing. Yeah. You got mostly pretty bombed though. <laughs> Let's be honest. I want to have your host record bombed, edit sober. That's what I always say. Yeah, hell yeah, that's the way to I do usually it. Usually edit these things at the bar. Yeah. Oh no, uh, it's all falling apart. Slippery slope. I am one half of your host. I am Matt O. With me as always. You can be. Oh, uh, what was that guy's name that was big for Jean a minute? Luke. Uh, yeah, Jean Luke Picard. 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 Yeah. I think we just stumbled you into can be, a Star Trek you porn can be parody. Jean Luke Picard to my. Uh, How do you make data sexual? Wesley Crusher. <sighs> Wesley uh, Crusher Poon. Yeah, hell yeah, you are Nate Adams. Ahoy, hoy, it everybody. Works. We're a little slap happy here because you know we're expecting to be recording earlier in the evening a little bit, but then. As I told you, there was yeah. a disaster at the Hooters. What happened? Dust up at the old Hooters? I was, yeah, I was driving by the Hooters. There was not oh. many cars in the Hooters. I was like, well, this is going to be a nice little window. I'll get some nourishment in before I got to yeah. go record that podcast, get some strength up. Yeah. Turns out that kitchen was just in the weeds, Matt. Mm. Um, see, the thing that had happened was... All the people in the kitchen were smoking weed? There was some hood rat girl working oh. back there, and oh. she got in a fight with some like little like fucking skinny dude over some onion rings or something. What? So then she got on her phone and blew up all of her fucking like gang member friends. Oh, told Jesus. Told them to come with like guns and shit. For real? And whoop his ass. Oh. And they like raided the place, like through the back door, through the dining room into the kitchen. The and, like, gang did? Chased this guy out of there. He like fucking peeled out and all the all the cops had to come to the Hooters oh. and the place is on lockdown. And, Good Lord. And now they just don't have anybody to work in the kitchen at the Hooters, so they just keep telling people, like, we can't seat you because we don't have anybody to cook the food, really, and there's just a yeah. lot of people really upset at the Hooters. You and just drink instead? Just in general. No, I, I got some. This was, this was okay. actually uh, the other night that this happened, Saturday night Whew. when I was in there, and then today I went in there and I was like, well, clearly that'll I'll be over. And just like, oh no! Literally, everybody in the kitchen today get that Hooters I is brand new hires. Oh. Nobody's trained because 
everybody else was in rival gangs and they all had to they all had to get fired and whatnot. Oh boy. So I ended up getting that that meal that I missed late night Saturday night, but yeah. you know, it took a little while. Yeah. Fucking ticket times were still still mm. way in the weeds and Taffer would not still be some happy growing about pains at, at the Hooters. Yeah. Already there was problems post coronavirus, you know, because yeah. Everybody's having trouble staffing. You're seeing all these because everybody's happy to all be these higher in fucking vaccinated, uh, <laughs> and they just want to party. They don't want to work, right? Everybody wants to party. A and B. They got plenty of people to work front of house. They got oh, plenty okay. of like 19 year old girls standing oh, around. I was like worried. Few. Like, you know, waiting on tables, trying to get those tips. But strangely enough, you just can't find anybody after they've yeah. all been furloughed to. Come back to a low wage, no benefit, high stress nights and weekends, no tips, yeah, like a weird. job in the in the many kitchens uh, of America. It's insane. Uh, it's insane how that happens. Like, uh, where did where did this whole workforce go, and why don't they want to come back? I wonder. Yeah, what happened? No one's working anymore. Everybody's hiring. Sit yeah, home, collect stimmies, wide stimmy open. checks, it's and wide open out there. If you want to, stimmy checks and uh, what's start that, a uh, big, big time career frying shrimp. You can. It's the doors are wide open. Fucking just march your way through. What's it? The uh, what do you? What do you? What do you? Get, oh, the uh, PPP yeah. loans or something. Because I'll get, tell you uh, another thing. I've been on the oh, hold with my oh, with my bank for the last uh, ooh. for like an hour a day for the last four days trying to get through to these people. Yeah. Because you bank with a nonsense made-up internet bank. No, it's not true. My nonsense internet bank was great for many years, okay. and then they got bought by one of the gigantic You're banks. You're lucky. BBV. I was assured everything was going to transition. Bacterial vaginosis? Very smoothly. It was going to be no problem. You're going to have your your debit card is going to work. You're going to have all the same account numbers or whatever. So okay. like, all right, I'll let it ride. Yeah. Uh, Day of the transition, uh, everybody's locked out of their accounts. Nobody can do any online banking. All of these, like, branches are in... Alabama oh, and Texas, so there's nobody I, I can go talk to face-to-face here. There's no way I can look at my bank account and Oof. do anything. Tells me, ooh, security's locked it out. You gotta go on the uh, on the phone and talk to somebody. And then you Oof. get on the phone and you just hear this recording over and again. Due to insane wait times because yeah. of PPP loans and the coronavirus. And Hooters, and Hooters fucking gang brawls in the kitchen. Yeah. We have over an hour wait times. And then it'll go into this like fucking song where it's just like... Fucking learn to fly with yeah. us or yeah, something. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not I'm learning to fun. fly with you, no? BDV. Oh. When I finally get through, like fucking six weeks from now or something, send me all we're my closing money. that account, motherfucker. Send me all my money in an envelope. That account we're is done. getting fucking closed. Oh. Transfer all it out. Fucking fuck you, you big multinational gobbling up smaller bank yeah. assholes. That's what they fucking do. capitalist pig assholes. I'm get sick of all of it. They uh, bring down the system, man. Rage against the machine. I'm finally realizing what that yeah, band was talking yeah. about. We ran around the family. That's right. With the pocket full of shells. I don't get that Hell though. Yeah. Like just you and your family out seashelling. What's that have to do with going against capitalism? That just sounds like a nice Sunday. It's uh, you know, visionary, visualistic yeah, writing. Whatever. I guess. I don't know. These people. These these young kids are all on a different wavelength than me entirely. Yeah. Get your money and stick it right under your mattress. Where it, it belongs. If you're not sleeping on your money, then I'm gonna bite my pillow. So what I'm understanding here, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're not giving me any money. 
so now I'm left basically with nothing. I'm left with zero, which, in which, what can I do with zero? You know, what can I, I can't do anything with it. I need to, this is my life here we're talking about. We're not just talking about, you know, something else. We're talking about my life, you know, and it's forcing me to do something I don't want to do, to leave, to, to go out and just leave and go home and say, make a clean cut here and say, no way, Corky, you're not putting up with these people. And I'll tell you why I can't put up with you people, because you're bastard people. That's what you are. You're just bastard people. And I'm going home and I'm going to, I'm going to bite my pillow is what I'm going to do. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. that's a thing they used to say. Matt, you want to get into the rundown of the action movie we were uh, talking about this week? Uh, the action movie you lived, Warriors 2, Hooters Boogaloo? <laughs> That's right. I might have some flashbacks here, okay. so forgive me if you just start hearing some grunting and groaning and Rambo yeah. noises. Just give me a minute and it will pass. Yeah, just like every week. All month long, we've been doing a series we've called Why Can't We Be Friends? A treatise on the buddy cop yeah. movie. And this week is no different. We're chugging along. We got a new week, a new buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. This week, the rundown is going to be brought to us by uh, the 2011 Joe Cornish film, Attack the oh. Block. Oh, yeah. Starring John Boyega as yeah. a promising young actor who... Uh, I heard fought good things about fought him. Fought monster fucking aliens who came to his his, his ghetto town in yeah. south of London or whatever. Delightful film uh, for free on 2B TV to watch whenever you want. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because I read in Variety today that they're mm. making a sequel 10 years later. Really? Joe Cornish is bringing back John Boyega. Oh. We're going to get an Attack the Block 2, which I really look forward to because I remember 10 years ago being like, this guy's... Got tremendous fucking presence. Yeah. Clearly a great young actor. Yeah. Handsome young man. He's going places. He's probably going to be in like a bunch of movies over the next 10 years. And he was yeah, really, it didn't work. He's pretty much out. just in that Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. He's in three Star Wars movies. Three of them? Good and, for him. Uh, somehow didn't get a chance to do anything in any of them, even no. though they were all 45 yeah. minutes to an hour too long. How, right. did, how did that work out? Yeah. So yeah, not exactly the career we've wanted. Maybe we can reboot it now with Attack the Block 2 for who's, Mr. John Boyega. Who's the director of that? John Crenshaw? Joe Cornish. Yeah. Uh, Same guy you, who did that. The, the only movie he's done since then is that one with the little boy who becomes King Arthur. Yeah, I was going to say, he did that little boy in King Arthur's stupid court. stupid huh? shit. No? Like, fucking, that movie oh. bored the pants off me, so. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping this can be a reboot for everybody involved because I really had high hopes for them. Yeah, so a decade, decade so ago. Listen to what we're telling you and go home or turn this shit off mm-hmm. right now yeah, and go sure. watch That's gonna uh, be better for you. <laughs> Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. It's going to be a more entertaining use yeah. of your time. Anything right. Martin Lawrence touches turns to gold. All of it. This week, we're moving on. We've got a action movie buddy cop fucking blowout from 1991. Yeah. The film is called The Hard Way. Yeah. This is a film with a runtime of 111 minutes. That's starting one, to get one, hard. 111. It's a film that had a budget of a cool $24 million, according to the Wikipedia, okay. and then came back with a gross of $65 million, That's a hit where which I come It sounds from. like a hit to me, and yeah. at no point in my mind over the last however many years since this scheme came out, what's it been, 30 years? 30, 30 correct. years since The Hard Way? Has it ever existed as a hit in my brain? It always really? existed as... A film that probably only I saw with my divorced dad when uh, I was visiting him on the weekends, and nobody else in the world saw it. But well, why did according you, to Wikipedia, why did you tell a lot me of people saw it? We were covering 
the 30 year anniversary of the hit film the hard way <laughs> i just wanted you know hmm. I, I wanted to build it up i didn't want you to be able to back out i just felt it was you know finally gaslight you, gaslight that, you on that, one. that movie deserved its day this film was directed by a name a guy who is named john badham bad ham bad ham you know him as being the uh, star director of the smash hit Saturday Night Fever, night which made fever, all sorts of fucking fever. money in the 70s. That guy probably went on to gonna make get many of the biggest movies ever after that, after yeah. all that success. Uh, no, but he did make several did make hits. Several hits. Several episodes of Supernatural. Blue Thunder, the oh, yeah. uh, helicopter movie that oh, we yeah. we talked about on this podcast. That was him? Bing that, that was him. Oh boy, uh, War Games, that Matthew Broderick People movie. People love I think. that shit. Short Circuit, Johnny Five is Alive. I'm more of a Short Circuit Two kind of guy. Another buddy cop movie, Stakeout. Oh, did he make another stakeout? Sure. And he definitely did another stakeout. Oh, you got to. Sure. That's when they brought in Rosie, right? Oh, yeah. And they go I to that like spice sex up your franchise. Club. You got to bring in Rosie and put her in fucking leather. leather. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm uh, hard up right now just yeah, thinking about I don't know. it. <laughs> if I want to continue with this podcast. Uh, good thing there's also a desk a between Snipes us. Also, Snipes movie I want to talk to talk oh. about with someday. Drop Zone. Ooh. Haven't seen that since it came out, but I remember being a big fan of Drop Zone <sighs> back when that shit happened. No, I watched it. Fucking skydiving Snipes movies had a moment in the 90s. Yeah. I think we're going to do an entire month of skydiving movies. Where we cover point. point Break again. <laughs> Maybe. We could do Point Break too. You think we couldn't do another... Two more hours yeah, talking about got, Point Break. You think I don't got enough in the tank for a Point Break redux? Easy. Yeah. Stars of the hard way here. Uh, first off, Michael J. Fox is in this film as yes. Nick Lang. He's a big movie star doing research on how to play a tough-as-nails cop for mm-hmm. his next big project. But he's riddled with uh, that shaking disease. Nah, not yet. Not oh, yet. He's no? shaking back hasn't okay. started going on yet. Uh, you know him uh, before all that, uh, all that being on the news. For... He wasn't all that. No, he wasn't all that. He was oh. on Spin City as oh. Mike Flaherty, is what you remember. Oh, he was the he was that the guy that was there for a little bit before Charlie Sheen. I okay. remember. Now. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to get into it. I wanted yeah. to ask you what you knew about Spin City and yeah. what what it was about. Where. What was the setting well, of this? He works for the I mayor. I wanted to say, like, was it a radio thing? No, like, no that was news radio. No, it's what was Spin, Spin City? City? He works oh, for the mayor. Spin all the, the mayor, I believe, is Barry Bosworth of uh, fucking uh, Rocky Horror fame. Oh, yeah. And that the same know guy? Who we're talking about. Yeah. No, I, don't know yeah. I know Brian Bosworth, fucking yeah. Stone Cold. Barry, whatever. Yeah. He was the he was, C- Cincinnati he's Bengals. The, he's the damn it Janet guy. You know. Okay, yeah. I I He's don't, been in stuff. I've never been able to sit through an entire sitting of Rocky okay. Horror ever in my life because it's so goddamn stupid. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not actually sure about Yeah, you that. gotta go to the live action thing where theater kids don't have high school to be in theater anymore. Yeah, so right. they just, like, feel uh-huh. on each other in person. They sure do. And call it a performance. They sure do. We're yeah. artsy. Hell yeah. No, they're just trying to get out yeah. their teenage hormones. Uh, Cameron's in that show, too. Uh, also, we talked about him as being Marty McFly in a little film called Back to the Future, if you want to go back and uh, listen to our Back to the Future episode. I don't really remember that. Most recently, I saw him as the floppy-haired dork teenager Arthur in Class of 1984, which oh. we talked about the sequel to that, Class of 1999. Yeah. So, all sorts of different Michael J. Fox it's tie-ins all to this podcast. It's all connected. James Woods is also in this film mm. as John Moss, a real tough-as-nails cop who has Lieutenant to take this John soft-ass Moss. Hollywood actor around with yeah. him on his, fucking, oh. on his beat and whatnot. 
You know worst. him as being Jack Crow in John Carpenter's Vampires. Duh. You know him as being Max Wren in Videodrome mm. by the David Cronenberg. Mm. Uh, I love him as Gabriel Kane in Digstown. And of course, we talked about him as the bad guy Walker in uh, White House Down on a, oh, a very, yeah. very yeah. special episode of this podcast. Yeah, that sweet crew cut. They also paid $6,000 a week for that haircut. Speaking of guys who always have crew cuts, Matt, uh-huh. Stephen Lang is in this oh. film as the party crasher, a.k.a. the bad guy serial killer murderer. Yeah. This is a guy who's been in a lot of shit over the years. Yeah. He was Ike Clanton in the Tombstone. Yeah. He was he that was. old blind guy who kills people and don't breathe. Yeah. I believe there's a sequel to that coming out next year. Yeah, there was that weird turkey baster scene. Mm, that yeah, was there pretty was. cool. Huh? Also, there was that weird turkey baster scene at the end of Avatar, which he was in. Yeah, as Colonel Quaritch, which what they is stuck their like, turkey baster in that plant or whatever, and he's then in like the tree. He's like in six and seven too. Right? Oh, I, yeah, he's got credited okay. roles in all nine of the Avatar good, movies. Good. Uh, also, he was the guy who spent like two years of his life on Twitter lobbying to be Cable in the Deadpool sequel. Tuh. Just posting pictures of like what he looks like and what Cable looks Would like, be and being like, "Cool looking right? Cable, right?" Huh? I can tell you the extent of my campaign. Please to do. play Cable. People have been on this Cable thing for a long time, and then when Deadpool came out, it kind of blossomed. And so what? And I kept reading it, and finally, I I did one tweet that said, "Yeah, let's lay some Cable." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did, and that became the campaign. I, I think they went in a different direction, Matt. Yeah, he made they, that VFW movie instead. That did pretty good. Oh, I saw that and was delighted by it. They got all the old grizzled guys back yeah. together, John Kreese and whatnot, I and think, had them fight monsters in a bar. I think that made just about as much as Deadpool 2. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> neck and neck. Yeah. They, they came out the same weekend. They were neck and neck. Yep. Delroy Lindo is in this film as name. Captain Bricks, the captain of the police force uh-huh. that uh, old James Woods is uh, working on. Yep. Uh, he's always in movies as somebody with a title, like a captain mm-hmm. or whatever. He was Agent Hawkins in Ransom, mm. which is an underrated Mel Gibson movie. He was Captain Wanta in Congo, oh. which is not an underrated movie in any respect. No. He was Colonel Wilkins in Broken Arrow, oh. which I don't remember well. That That's, might be terrible. It might be great. great. Movie. It's got a Howie Long. Probably talk about it in some day. It's got a Christian Slater. Yeah, I know that Wu. for sure. I know it's that all there. for sure. Also, there was a skydiving Howie Long movie, so we'll throw that on our... Uh, nice. And the, skydive one one. The, the skydiving firefighter, yeah. uh, whatever that one was called. And Put it on the docket. Put it on the docket. Deep dive Sember next week, next month. Luis Guzman. Uh, now this guy is in this film. Get behind as Pooley. Yeah, he's a cop. He's a cop. Yeah, oh, of course. This guy, you know him from early in his career playing Goon Number One on an episode of Miami Vice. Oh, you know him from later in his career playing Gomez on an episode of Walker Texas Ranger. Sure, he's been all around. Sure. Back. Most of all, you know them as being a regular reoccurring character on the TV show House of Buggin. Yeah. Playing himself on House of Buggin, I'm sure. Love that show. Also, I've got another question for you. Yeah. uh, Kind of on the same wavelength as the Spin City interrogation. Uh Uh-huh. Apparently, he had his own sitcom called Luis in 2003. Mm. Now, do you know anything about that? What was his job? Who was his wife? What was the setup? Any memory? No. no vaguely watch remember any Luis? that being a thing. Damn. That's, yeah. that's disappointing to me. Is that a Fox joint? That had to have been a Fox joint. <laughs> what, what do you think? He's also in that uh, Punch Drunk Love. He's great in that, he's, huh? He's a, he's a lot of fun in yeah. a lot of those P.T. Anderson movies, that's yeah. for sure. He gets it. 
Somebody who's not been in a P.T. Anderson movie, but maybe someday. Okay. LL Cool J oh, is in yeah. this film as Billy. Any day now. Also a cop. Yeah. Uh, I looked and I was like, is this his first uh, role ever acting in a feature film? How oh, was it? And I was like, no, I thought it was, but I was wrong. He had what I'm going to assume is a very small role as the character rapper mm. and the Goldie Hawn comedy Wildcats. Oh, sure. She was like a football sure. coach, I think. Yeah, I bet. So, that was many years before that and before he was even a famous actual rapper. Yeah. So I kind of assumed that was probably just like an extra role or something. I don't know. Probably this is his first speaking it's, role, it's I would assume. gotta be because he's still wearing like his trademark bucket hat. <laughs> he sure is. And he's got like two lines and he's awful at delivering them Mm -hmm. he was much better when we saw him as a preacher in deep blue sea yeah which is another fucking great episode of this podcast you can go back and download whenever you want to also he was even better uh when he played captain zevo the evil uh army man in robin williams toys oh have you ever seen toys you gotta talk to my wife about that one she's a fan of the toys yeah yeah, she's been trying to get like a Ninja Turtles three toys double feature going one of these nights just to kill an evening. <laughs> toys and a Mister Megorium's Wondering Portal. Oh, I could watch the two of those back. I actually did see Toys uh, when it came out on the VHS back in the day, and I can't remember being more bored in my life yeah. than when I was like a twelve year old sitting yeah. through Toys. We can't make war toys. Everything's plastic and weird. Uh, he, movie, who came up with this movie? It's a Goddamn Dayglo nightmare. He was also in that uh, sweet television show with uh, Queen Latifah, where he's like mm-hmm. the nanny for her. No, no, no. The nanny was a different show entirely. Oh. That was like a woman okay. from Long Island or something. That, I don't know. You remember that show, Black Charles <laughs> in Charge? Oh, that sounds good. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Better than fucking White Charles in Charge. That guy turned out to be a huge Charles racist. Charles in Charge. Over. Was he? Oh. oh, yeah, he's one of those James Wood t- types all over the Twitter, oh. just like, you know what, fucking Trump is, you know, the savior, and QAnon's coming and all that. People say that. Tagline of the hard way. It's a real good one this week, Matt. It's a real good one. There's only one way these two are going to get along. Yeah? Dot, dot, dot. What is it? It's the hard way. Oh, it's, shit. I fell for it. Like, oh, it is good. It's a thinker there, that one. It's a two-step oh, thinker is what's going on. reeled me right in. That's right. Let's get into the plot synopsis here. Seeking to raise his credibility as an actor and to land a role as a tough cop on a new show... Hollywood act. I don't know if it's a show. It's a movie, right? You would a movie star would be trying that's to be like, on a show. It's like in, when you talk to somebody's grandparents and yeah. they talk about the, oh, they watch the, the, the picture show. The other night. show? Yeah. We, I, we watched a really good show oh, the fuck, other night. My, my my dad, who's fucking you know, was a young father, would say uh. show. Fucking when I was a kid, I was be like, there "Oh, we're go. gonna go to the show and see the hard way." And I'd be like, "Do you mean we're gonna go to the movie theater? You fucking weird old asshole! Yeah. What the fuck are you talking? What happens?" Hollywood action star Nick Lang works a deal with New York City Police Captain Bricks, who by chance is one of his fans. Yes, he is. Nick will be paired with Detective Lieutenant John Moss and learn how to act like a real cop. A real cop. But when Nick drives John crazy with questions and imitating him, he gets in the way of John's pursuit of a serial killer. Bam, 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 bang, bang. Bullet points is what's going on. It's not not the fart box. That's not the second thing we do in this podcast. We move on to bullet points. 
This is when we dig deeper into the film. Fart we box is when we read what you, you the people notes. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always sounds so stupid. You idiots. We dig through our notes. We go down all the little bullet points we made. We talk about all the fucking things that stood out to us as we watched the film. Matt, what is your first bullet point coming out of the hard way? New York, or as some folks call it, Nate. Uh huh. Jew York. Wow. <laughs> Who calls it that? Are you even talking about I think Mel just Gibson Mel Gibson again? mostly. Okay. It's, wow. We talk every week, okay? Mm. He tells me a lot of things. Still having, still having your weekly lunch. Yeah, you're just over at the old country buffet. Even though those are all supposed to be closed during COVID, he knows a guy. Yeah, we usually up for you. We find a little 10 a.m. mask to catch together, and then we go get a a little something in there without masks on. You don't need them. You know, fucking eating with their hands. I got Jesus taking the wheel, man. Not only is it fucking New York. It's old-timey prostitute New York. That's right. Fucking, we got the Bucket Boys first yeah. off. Fucking, this took me to right before pre-coronavirus uh-huh. time. It's just being in a city center, annoyed by all the young boys banging on buckets to try and make a dollar. Yeah. Just noise pollution for fucking yeah. blocks and blocks. Why do you think I want to give you money for that, you little dumb assholes? Yeah. We're in Times Square, pre-Giuliani sleazy Times Square. There's the better hookers. Times Square. There's fucking like drug deals going on. Yeah. There's like fucking elaborate jerk billboards. off theaters going on. Yeah, we get a lot of elaborate billboards. One of the which has the title of our movie, The Hard Way, up on it, which I thought was a clever way to do a title sequence yeah, right here. I liked it. On. Some bum almost gets hit by a car and pounds on the hood of it. And Very realistic. We're inches away from a, a classic, I'm walking here, yeah. established in New York. Yeah. He doesn't exactly say I'm walking here, but like, you know he's thinking. Yeah, it. he's thinking it, and like it's it's, it's, we're true. in that mood. If, in, if he wasn't on so many drugs, he probably could have said it. One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, we're we're looking at all this ambiance. We're drinking in crazy New York City. When uh, who should who should stand out from the crowd? But uh, a a bleach blonde kind of oh. Rudger Howard looking. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> I felt like we were watching another Rudger Howard movie. Yeah, Not quite. It's a young Stephen Lang. Whose hair isn't quite as high as it got when he was older, but it's right. much more bleach blonde. He's uh going up to a classic old payphone. This is back in the days of payphones, yep. mind you, nineteen ninety one. He calls up the cops because we're gonna learn that this is our serial killer villain of the film, the party crasher. Yeah. He tells them, I'm about to crash another party. Yeah, he is. He says it just like Sinbad another says party. it in Necessary Roughness. It's a lot of fun. I think yeah. Sinbad took everything he did in that movie probably from watching The Hard Way. I know him, and he did. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You're my fact-checking cuz. Yeah. Glad to know that we, we don't even have to dig deep on that one. Nope. Mel Gibson gets him on the horn every other week. We do a little three-way talk. This is quite the little fucking Uh, weekly thing you got going on. I want to get in on this. I'm a little jealous now. We'll see. But uh, yeah, he calls up the cops, and we learn that he just, this this guy likes the attention on him, so he lets them know when he's going to kill somebody. That's a cool thing. He's like, come and try to catch me, assholes. I guess we need some cops to come chase him, I'm the Joker to your Batman. James Woods and Luis Guzman. That's a good couple of cops. This is when I wrote right here, hell yes, Luis Guzman is Woods' partner. This movie's going to be even better than I remembered as, as, a, as a child. You put hell yes, Luis Guzman. I put Luis Guzman, hell yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Close enough around similar fucking things. There you go. What's going on here, though, is that uh, James Woods driving. Luis Guzman's chilling in the passenger seat. And James Woods is just like anger driving. He's got the road rage. You know why? He's 
Because he's got some real Dennis Leary rants well, fucking does. pouring out of his head is why. But because he's stuck driving in some classic New York traffic oh, here. Oh, it's the worst, man. It's enough oh. to make you go on a Dennis Leary oh, rant. Oh, boy. Which also, I'm kind of starting to think like, uh, when was Dennis Leary's heyday as a stand-up? Not yet. I, I think a, he's probably started a couple years before this, but... Did he yeah. watch James Wood in the hard way solidify his style and then go on to be one of the biggest stand-up comedians of the 1990s? I'm sure. I think maybe. I'm starting to think the hard way uh, formed a lot of careers. Probably Absolutely. what happened. One of the most undersung, just revolutionary films of all time. We were talking about yeah. it last week with Night Moves, all the things right. it invented. So far, we've got Sinbad's performance and Necessary Roughness. We didn't. We watched Dennis Night Leary's, Vision last Night Vision, week. that's yeah. right. Night Moves is a much better Gene Hackman film. Yeah. And a great Seeger song, and an even That's finer right. gentleman's establishment in Bloomington, oh, Bloomington, Indiana. Indiana, yeah, never quite gotten there. Even though there was many nights uh, started off with the assumption with that the we were going to end up at night moves, never made it. Everybody always got too drunk to uh, ever make it to that. How scumbaggy that can we Southern be Indiana that we never club. made it to the fucking? Oh boy, uh, the scumbaggiest. Yeah, I guess. Just imagine the stories we would have had if we would have tried to go into that place uh, blind drunk as like 22-year-old. We'd be talking about... More of us would have rap sheets. Talk about, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, being in the Bloomington, Indiana fucking police department's Post files, I'm Gazette, sure. whatever, yeah. police blotter. That. We don't need that. Uh, so Woods is motor mouth in while they're driving. There's a lot of like fucking just asshole driving going on. Yeah. He's yelling. They hear over the radio, oh shit. The party crashers called in another party crashing. Yeah. He's going to fucking shoot some people. Y'all got to get out to some fucking crazy nightclub where they're spinning LL Cool J records. Woods. He's planning on shooting somebody. Woods is pissed because he's supposed to go on a date with Susan. Oh, he's man. Gotta, he's been trying to get together yeah. with Susan for weeks now. It's yeah. starting to feel real snake bit, this relationship with him and Susan, yeah. which we're going to hear a lot more about. He's been trying to get some close. of that sweet panty pie. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. So we get to this fucking nightclub, and right. Mama Said Knock You Out's playing, which is a little bit meta because also LL Cool J is here as a police He's officer. one of the responding cops? What? And also it's just 1991 as hell because yeah. once this movie fucking probably dropped on the Hardway soundtrack, I don't know. Is this the first first time they fucking released this song? This song was fucking uh, everywhere. one of his albums. This song was yeah. everywhere for like 18 months at least, yeah. just nonstop. He was in that bucket hat in the video, mm-hmm. fucking just like constantly. Constant repeat, this LL Cool J song. Oh, yeah. He was on top of the world. Uh, what we see is that uh, not Rucker Hauer is looking at some weird Asian guy in the crowd mm-hmm. and giving him, like, finger guns, like, hey, I'm going to shoot you, man. Asian guy's like, what? I want so much cocaine. I don't get what you're saying. Look at these beautiful women I'm giving drugs He's to. Like, yeah, I'm going to shoot you in your fucking head, man. Just wait a second. He's like, you can't shoot me if I got a real cool mm-hmm. dance going. <laughs> Yeah, he goes up to the fucking, like, balcony, I guess. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm a VIP drug dealer. Right. I need to come up here and do a lot of fucking finger pointing and hip swiveling. Oh, yeah. So everybody knows that I'm the life of the party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had real great dance. feminine dance moves in the way his hips were moving. That reminded me exactly of this little, like, 40-year-old white guy who was doing that exact dance move while standing up on a chair 
when I saw old Slowhand at the United Center. Oh, nice. <laughs> Got roped into seeing Eric Clapton at the United Center. I uh, was not aware that that's a thing you had a done. A musical act that I wasn't very interested in, huh. in a venue that's terrible to see music in. Uh. I got roped into going to that, but it was all made worth it when I was Bear sat next to loose. this tiny 40-year-old man who kept standing up on his chair and doing this like real, real smooth hip yeah. swivel like over and over again. I was like, I could watch this guy move for for hours and never get tired did of he it. do that dance during uh eric clapton's dead son song uh <laughs> no he sat down respectfully oh. and bowed his head during that but he did do it when a uh, buddy guy came out at the end and they did some stuff together that's when he got real fucking jacked up from what i remember oh cool yeah. that's cool super yeah. super cool man. yeah <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, James Woods pops in and he's like, oh, I'm here to save the day. Yeah. And am I crazy, Matt? What's Tell up? Tell me if I'm crazy. Uh-huh. Does he not scan the room, lock eyes with the killer, mm-hmm. see the killer pull out a gun, and then just for like 10 seconds, watch him as he just points his gun at the Asian guy very slowly, and then is just like looks directly in James Woods' eye and is like, told you I'm going to kill somebody. Now you're watching me do it. Now I shot this guy while James Wood is, is just freeze-framed and does absolutely nothing to try to stop it? Yeah, you saw is it all. Is that what you saw, you too? You saw it all. Because I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. They've locked eyes, yeah. right? Like, he knows who he is. Yeah. And what, why isn't he, like, pulling out his gun and being, like, freeze or, like, trying to dive and tap? Well, why he, does he do fucking nothing? He does all that and has a real sense of urgency immediately, oh, after, immediately after the killer shooting that guy. Watching the thirty-second yeah. wind up to this right. uh, killer slowly pulling yeah. out his gun, deliberately pointing at somebody, and then blowing yeah. him the fuck away inside of a very crowded dance club. He even holds up that wily e. coyote. I'm gonna shoot that guy. Sign. Mm. And it's <laughs> like right. this is this is weird, but okay. This, this movie's getting meta already. It's mm. just gonna get worse from here. What I love after this, though, is it's chaos after this, and Woods is scrambling, and all the other yeah. cops are scrambling, but it's too crowded for them to like get a shot, a shot off or stop him, right. because uh, old Stephen Lang is just grabbing random women around him and making out with them yeah. as everybody's panicked, Smart trying move. to leave. He's just forcing tongue kisses on women yeah. after he just fucking shot somebody directly next to them. This is 1991. They'll never suspect a man right, yeah. forcing himself on a woman. Not only like a very smart tactics, it's always very... It's <laughs> Also very pervy, just yeah. very rapey, just all around established. This guy is a pretty cool villain. Mm-hmm. He's got all the traits you love to hate. So he runs out of the place. They try to run after him. Some shit happens where he's like, oh, fuck. They my my, my car's car. getting towed. Oh, oh well, I'll just fucking jump in the tow truck and get away in the fucking tow truck. That was a cool move. This is crazy. Woods is like, I also have cool moves. I'm going to jump on the side yeah. of the fucking tow truck and dangle off the fucking door during a high-speed chase doing some crazy Martin Riggs right. fucking buddy cop movie shit. When I saw James Woods do that, I immediately thought to myself, Oh, you shouldn't do that. You're James Woods. Yeah, that's right. You, you're not quite the athlete that somebody, right. say, uh, Amel Gibson is. You're yeah. more of a Danny Glover. <laughs> yes. I'm the other guy in the fucking uh, yeah. movie type, but... No, he's pulling He's pulling it off here. James Woods is fucking swinging for the fences. I just watched something the other night, and it was with an actor uh, with a James Woods-type face oh, where it's uh-huh. like, you've looked old 
always. <laughs> and I, I don't, you know, oh, like a Tommy Lee Jones even where it's like, sure. oh, yeah, is uh-huh. that our earlier film? They must be young in it. Oh, I don't know. Oh. They have like dark hair. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like, that's as young as I can is tell you. just for men? I, or I think is he's still 50 though. 1972. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing differentiating between old Tommy Lee and young Tommy Lee. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, James Wood's never quite uh, sprung off the the screen is an action hero in my eyes, but mm-hmm. we're trying it out here. Yeah, and, uh, he's going for it. He's okay. He's making a lot of grunting and groaning noises as he's like hanging off the side of this tow truck. Yep. It's constantly just like, it's kind of like Beavis. Yeah. The fucking, uh, like blonde cop and uh, LL Cool J are like chasing behind them in a car. Yeah. He's hanging off the side of the car. Uh, fucking Stephen Lang's fucking with him, like mussing his hair and yep. stuff and like swerving back and forth. It's all shot very, very well. harrowing stuff. It's shot pretty fucking well. Like you can follow. I it. liked it. You get some cool like car flipping stunts where yeah. Dukes of Hazard esque shits going on. We're like, oh, that car just hit a fucking ramp and then flipped over and a lot of practical stuff stunts like that. here. Practical stunts. There was one weird car flipping where I swore there was just like a hydraulic fucking like a uh, leg attached to the bottom of a car that they just like hit a button on and that flipped the car and mm-hmm. then, like they didn't bother to remove like the clear thing that caused the stunt in the yeah. shot. It's oh, like, it's uh the one of the cop cars goes over like a piece right. of track because like that a, like yeah, leads like, to like the a, little a, ramp. A couple times, yeah. There's like uh we're gonna ramp it off here and then do uh, like a 45 degree angle flip, but there's this one where it just it hits nothing in a car, just like flips, and then just like yeah. it was a weird hydraulic mechanism that I, I saw plain as day, and I was like, auto jacks, yeah, whatever. Just Maybe like that's just a, a victim of HD here. We can see much more of what's going on on these screens than we used to be able to. I watched it in gritty VHS. No, oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. probably the way to fucking watch this one. Ironically, here a little bit of poetics is. We see that they're putting up a gigantic, like, weird papier-mâché billboard statue thing of yes. uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, it's very terrifying. Where he's he's got a, a fedora on, and he's smoking a big animatronic cigarette. Yeah. And it's, it's being constructed right here. And James Woods is holding on for dear life. But finally, it's when uh, Stephen Lang drives him into this big cigarette that he mm-hmm. gets knocked off and bloodied and stuff. And I'm like, ooh, this man who becomes his foil mm-hmm. is already screwed with him. Ruined his bust he was trying yeah. to make. This is a little bit of visual storytelling right here. I see. I see what you'd mean. Yeah. yeah. Cinematic, Matt. People think of the hard way. They think cinematic storytelling. Yeah. Oftentimes. So it turns out this ad was for a movie that's coming out. It's for a little movie called Smoking Gun 2. That we first one from, was tits. From James Woods being angry into a mock trailer yeah. for Smoking Gun 2, which looks fucking awesome. I hate that guy. No one talks that way to Joe Gunn. Look who's back in town. Where there's fire, there's smoke. Where there's smoke, there's Joe Gunn. He hates bad guys. Gunn, I'm gonna kill you. He loves bad girls. This time, he's tracking a killer halfway around the globe. He can't be stopped. Hang on! I'm coming! And he never quits. Joe, why don't you quit? These will kill you. You kill me, baby. I want him found. I want him stopped. I want him dead. Gee, it's great to be wanted. Nick Lang is Joe Gunn in Smoking Gun 2.
Yeah, Nick <laughs> Lang is Joe Gunn. Joe Gunn is the character a smoking gun. He's dressed like Indiana Jones. He's fighting fucking ninjas. Yep. And then he's like Indiana fucking Jones meets fucking like uh, James Bond. It looks like because he's like being all smooth and sex and ladies yeah. and other scenes. And but it really comes off far more, far more like uh, what's his face Douglas and romancing the stone. Oh yeah, Michael Douglas's character yeah. <laughs> romancing the stone is just like a tiny guy adventurer. Yep. I guess. I was thinking, this looks like a Lost Canon Movies classic, right. Smoking Gun 2, and it looks like a movie so far that I'd like to be watching much more than the hard way. Which movie would you rather see, uh, Joe Gunn in Smoking Gun 2 or that Bru- one. Bruce you. Campbell in whatever that 50s pulp pirate movie in uh, The Majestic? <laughs> I never saw The Majestic. Yeah, sure you, you watched didn't. The Majestic? Which time? That's the one from fucking Frank Darabont, right? <laughs> no, Jim Carrey's his name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man, never saw the Majestic, but there's a fake trailer of a Bruce Campbell movie in there. That sounds good. Yeah, the show part of the fake movie. Doesn't it's sound good. smoking gun too good, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's like a... I'm going to... It's like a cereal. Above all cereal. those, though, I'm going to put uh, the, the 40s, movie Mant from the Joe Dante movie, Ooh, Matinee, okay. which uh, was a movie I always wanted to see for real. Yeah. It always looked like a real good one as far as... Uh, Fake movies inside of real movies go. It's got a fat John Goodman. Uh, after this, we see the real, the actor. Uh, what's his name? Nick My, Lang. Which one? Nick Lang, Michael J. Fox's character. Yes. I was confused because we've got Stephen Lang yeah. playing the bad guy and then Nick yeah. Lang as the character, Michael J. Fox playing. So I kept writing Lang in my notes, but then going back and being like, oh, wait, which Lang was I talking about? I, I, too many Langs going on I here. initially settled on Lang for Stephen Lang and then yeah, was yeah. like, oh, wait, yeah. Then yeah. Then, yeah. So then I just I moved I was going to, back and forth. I just went to my Fox gibberish. and Killer. I was trying to do MJF. 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 Yep. But yeah, it's just the party crasher. That's too long to write. Yeah, out I just in put your notes. the killer. And I was like, well, Lang. TPC? I'm not going to remember that fucking No. Movies. Yeah, I don't know what that is anymore. But Michael J. Fox is hanging around his Hollywood mansion. Right. He's got slicked up, like longish mullet, blonde hair. Very he looks similar pretty. to what we saw in Tango and Cash when they had to give Kurt Russell Patrick Swayze hair. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as like wavy mm-hmm. as uh, mm-hmm. certainly Patrick Swayze's natural beautiful hair or the crusted up, gelled up Kurt Russell hair. It's this. This is just like straight and neat is gelled up, so it looks yeah. even weirder. Yeah, it's got like like a couple of swoopy Euro trash looking bangs. He looks disgusting. Yeah. He's Canadian. He looks terrible here. Canadians always look just weird with just long hair. Just one step away from Euro trash is how yeah. Canadians are doing it. Name name unless any, they're going full on hockey hair. It doesn't work for them. Name any Canadian you can think of with long hair. And let me know what you think oh, they look Celine like. Celine Dion. She she looks well, great. That's not, that's, she looks, you know what I meant. She looks she looks gorgeous. Bret Hart. Penny Marshall's in this movie is like his manager or his agent or something, and he's like complaining to her like, "Eh, you all want me to be in these trash movies? Oh, I, I thought that was like his movie. mom he was having sex with. That was not his mom he was having sex <laughs> with. That would make this a much weirder movie because <laughs> there's also a lot of just like classic long butt 90s bikini babes hanging out yeah. around this place because he's just got like one million girlfriends just he, hanging around his fucking pool. I tell you what. He's he, got the life. He gets in a conversation in the kitchen with Penny Marshall and for five seconds, there are just two women on the other side of the window mm, behind them. Right. And this one girl's in like orange hooter shorts. Loving it. And my goodness, my goodness, the caboose on her, mm, pal. Mm. You know? 
She should have made the movie about her. Uh, probably. I was hoping we were going to spin off right there, have yeah. some sort of B-plot. Yeah, the hard way started to make sense. Didn't happen, though. He's complaining he's not getting any of the roles, and yeah. uh, he's like, what about the one movie? And this is where we get our first actual uh, reference to Mel Gibson. Yes. <laughs> the line that made me laugh hysterically, where she's like, they want Mel Gibson for the role. And he goes, uh, is it about asses? Is it a butt movie? <laughs> yep. I was like, hell yeah. I would definitely get Mel Gibson if it was a, butt, a fucking butt movie. Talking about back in the matters. era of making movies where you get your buns out. The fucking, he knows what he's commenting on in this fucking movie. John Badham did uh, Bird on a Wire. Oh, wow. I think I ever saw Bird on a Wire. There's a nice shower scene. Constantly. I remember it from the trailer because a tarantula gets in her shower. Yeah, and, uh, that's the one. gets in her hair when she's, Correct. When she's showering. And I was always like... Well, now I'm afraid of tarantulas in my shower. Thanks a lot, trailer from Bird on a Wire. You know why it never worked out between her and Mel Gibson? And all the tarantulas? No. Probably a high-stress situation. It's hard to get romantic. It's because she's got a name like a Jew. Oh. You know him and Danny Glover still hang out to this day? <laughs> yeah, he comes to the lunch sometimes. <laughs> Danny Glover. He's, he's willing to put up with a lot, as it turns out. He only comes, though, the weeks when Sinbad's not there, because Mel Gibson has a strict... Oh. Well, you know. Hey, sure. Yeah. You get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the next scene, Woods is being informed by Delroy Lindo of this whole setup where, uh, Hollywood actor fucking Michael J. Fox yeah. is going to be brought in. He's seen fucking rough and tumble James Woods on yeah. the news. He specifically requested him. He wants to fucking shadow him. He wants to learn how to be a cop by being his new partner. And, uh... I believe the line Woods gives him is, uh, you want me to babysit a Hollywood rump wrangler? Yep. Never heard that slur before. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, it's... Bang, bang, Nick Lane. Yeah, sure. I've heard some similar ones, but uh, this movie is pulling out some fucking B-sides here when it comes to the first of many, many homophobic slurs we get throughout this film. There's a, there's another line in just a, just a couple of minutes here okay, that, yeah, I, I that, believe I, it. that I wrote I down, and uh, we'll get to it. Uh, yeah, but anyways, he's like, yeah, we need to do this because this guy's an important actor. Yeah. And he's like, no, the party crasher's out there, man. He's going to strike again. I, I need work to focus to do, on the party crasher. I can't be dealing with some soft Hollywood Nancy. That's not how it's going to fucking work. Chief's all like, bro, him requesting to shadow you is mm-hmm. the only thing keeping you with a badge right now. That's right. Because you should be suspended. Much like most of the cops that we cover in the films on this podcast, you do terrible police work. Yeah. You don't belong on the force. A lot of it. step away from being fired. A lot of it is just you being reckless and putting a lot of other people Mm -hmm. in danger. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not protecting as much as you are just serving. And then he's also like, Michael J. Fox is going to come in under a pseudonym because he doesn't want people to know who he is. Yeah. He just wants them to think he's another cop so he can blend in. And he's I was like, Ray Finkel. I was like, we've just established that he's one of the most famous actors in Hollywood. Correct. How is he going to show up and blend in just because oh. he's calling himself by a different name? That makes zero sense the hard way well, <laughs> it makes absolutely zero sense here's the thing you didn't even uh, notice he uh, was already at the precinct oh wow in a sweet easter eggs serpico outfit <laughs> in the background next scene woods is kicking the shit out of a cigarette machine because he's so fucking yeah. angry and because also there was apparently still cigarette machines in police precincts in 1991 yeah and he's doing some capital a acting here oh, like, absolutely. i really love his anger here he's mad about fucking everything but then 
Sharon? What's Susan? What's, Susan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking like George's fiance. Suze. Yeah. Susan shows up at the precincts, and we get a weird scene where he goes from like being this angry, tough as nails cop, kicking the shit out of cigarette machines. To being, really like, awkward. Really awkward and not knowing how to talk to girls. Yeah. And like yeah. uh, all the other cops are eavesdropping and hooting and hollering like, oh, he's trying to ask a girl on a date. Shit. Like, what is this? What is this movie? This movie just became all of a sudden. Yeah. Is it this is the movie's fault, or is it just that becoming a cop is literally just remaining a high school student for the rest of your life? More so is the this latter. Real or just the movie being stupid? Because from this point forward, we're following this James Woods trying to figure out how to date as a forty-year-old yeah. man storyline just straight to hell yeah. all throughout the entire rest of this goddamn movie. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. No, it's weird, and we waste a lot of time on it. Michael J. Fox is there, though, in his sweet That's right. Nick, Serpico Nick Lang outfit. is here is my next uh, bullet point. Yep. Uh, yeah, he looks like Serpico. He's wearing, like, an army jacket or something, got, like, a floppy wig on, a fake mustache. Oh, uh, that's his hair. <laughs> it's his floppy uh, bowl cut from Class of 1984 that we brought it back for this Pretty one. much. Uh, immediately we get a short joke where somebody's like, you look like Nick Lang, but shorter. Hell like, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, let's hit him with some yeah. short jokes throughout this movie. Yeah. That's going to be good. Uh, he introduces himself to Woods, who then in a power move, pulls off his fake mustache yeah. and then drops it in his own coffee, question mark? Yeah, it seemed like it was. I, if it was like Michael J. Fox's coffee, I could get it. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm disrespecting you, but like put it in his own coffee that yeah. he was holding. And I wrote, uh, weird flex, but okay. Uh-huh. That's what the kids are saying right now. And yeah. they might have started saying that because originally from watching The Hard Way. I think right. this is the original weird flex, but okay I that's do ever believe. happened in history. I do believe. So if, you, yeah, if you go to, like, uh, Urban Dictionary, yeah. it'll take you to the genealogy of that fucking phrase all the way back to 1991. They were just saying a, it ever since The Hard it's Way. It's just a gif of this scene. Trust me. It's just going on. If you go on the internet's. So Michael J. Fox is following him around like a little puppy after this. James Wood's getting annoyed. Yep. Michael J. Fox calls some old white guy homeboy out of nowhere. And I was like, what's that? Yeah. That's fucking weird. Hey, homeboy. It's got nothing to do with trying to fit in as a cop calling yeah. old white guys homeboy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> if he can get a gun and James Wood's incredulous. Like, I'm not giving this puny little fucking Hollywood dork a gun. That's for damn sure. James Wood's. Has already had enough. Mm -hmm. He's got to march to his chief's office already to to let him know this isn't going to (laughs) work. Here's where Uh, he got that line read. Yeah, what do I got here? That's right. Uh, uh, Oh, oh, uh, who called? Oh, does the chief call it to him first or whatever? Somebody calls Michael J. Fox Mm. a jizz ball. That's right. That's all I can tell you. The chief calls him a jizz ball. And then Woods doubles down on it later. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of this jizz ball. Yeah. But then Michael G. Fox comes in and like is all like big dicking him like, oh, hey, I'm a big celebrity. I can fuck your wife and if I want. Delroy Lindo's like, oh, my, my little fucking family is your biggest fans. Your blah, yeah. blah. And he's totally simping to him. And then he's just like, oh, I thought you were going to take care of that jizz ball. There James Wood tells him There's later. The they say jizz ball several times. Yeah. But also I noted this is an interesting like uh, reversal of the cop movie trope to uh-huh. where 
it's not the captain chewing out like our yeah. protagonist. Yeah. Every time we go into the captain's office, it's James Woods chewing out the captain. Like yeah. He's doing all the talking and all the yelling. And I'm like, that's not how it's supposed to be. That's turning this whole whole genre on its fucking head right there. I kind of sided with, with the chief. I was like, that's pretty cool. He was right most of the time. Like, if I could hang out with Michael J. Fox, I'd want him coming yeah. to the fucking police precinct. Oh, hell yeah. What else did you guys have going on? Just talking about LL Cool J's new bucket hat of the day. Yeah. And fucking getting together to eat frog dogs. Like frog dogs. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Sounds like we got a second scene coming. <laughs> well, LL Cool J here briefly, like while we were still in this precinct, has a tricked out, a picture of a tricked out gun. He's like, look out this gun with the crazy oh, barrel yeah. and a crazy sight. This is what the fucking, the party crasher killer has. And it's just like what we took off the dead Romeos a couple weeks ago. That's right. It's like, yeah. ooh, we've got a little bit of a lead here. We're going to have to go find out who these dead Romeos are and find out where they're getting their guns. That was the gang that beat up the Cooked Hooters. Oh, man, the dead Romeos yeah. rolled in there Saturday night. And that's why I couldn't get my post-shift fucking Hooters meal. Oh. I was fucking livid. Rightfully so. And then after it was all over, like, the, the cops came back, like, after just, like, with the police dogs for no reason other than it was clearly because they just had their eye on a couple of the waitresses who yeah, were in there did. earlier. And they're like, we're going to bring these young... Because it wasn't even, like, full dogs. It was, like, puppies. They're like, look at these puppies we're training. Yeah. And the girls were gathering around. And I was like, you miserable cocksuckers. Ugh. There's no reason for you to be back in this Hooters right now. Doug's really sniffing your cooter. You got drugs up there? I better oh, check. I'll tell you, it worked like a charm. Those yeah. Hooters girls were swarming around those little fucking puppies. Oh, them badge bunnies. Those fucking scumbag cops. Hell yeah. You know exactly what... Can you imagine fucking just, like... The panic to be the one to respond when something calls over the radio. There's a disturbance at the Hooters. Oh, I bet these yeah. people are fucking. It's it's a action movie chase scene. They're like shooting out each other's tires, running each other off the fucking roads. I mean, I don't really blame the cops. They're not the ones that hurt those young ladies and gave them daddy issues. Upstanding young ladies at the Hooters. They're just oh, good, working good. to make an honest living. Yeah. I don't know. They have to bring daddy issues into them. It's, it's not like they're working at a Twin Peaks or something, Matt. Well, that's because those all closed. Fucking shut down all the Twin Peaks. Not all of them. Most of them. We didn't even get any of them around in these parts. I was hoping they were they were expanding. The closest we had was Orland, and that's closed. We no. got to go to we got to go no. out to see uh, old uh, uh, Davy R. Shyster. He's got that one out by him still. But that old so and so is in there every fucking oh. night after work after a oh, long day's man. work. He's just dreading going home to the family. I talked to him other, the other day, and he regaled me with a story where he and the fellas went to a Twin Peaks. Oh, just, and they were all like, hey, what's good here? And, give us a rounded Dubonets like, and twists. I got you. I got you here. He knows. Yeah, he knows. He's got the all the and he, knows, he knows the secret menu, like going to an In-N-Out burger. That's right. <laughs> he knows the Twin oh, Peaks yeah. secret menu. Give you that bartender coming over here animal style is what he's saying. Hell yeah. So, uh, next scene, Woods is driving like a maniac again, even though yeah. they're just on a casual patrol. He's like jumping up on sidewalks and knocking over trash cans yeah. or something. It's just like Fred Williamson <laughs> causing mass traffic accidents last week. Very just similar. because you're a cop, so yeah. you have to follow the traffic rules. You can just be an insane asshole out on the road. He's giving another Dennis Leary rant about how pansies everybody yeah. is in Hollywood and what bullshit everything going on in California is. I'm yeah, thinking, man, I'd like to see this guy and talking John McClane get together. Talking about Big Macs and styrofoam do some, containers. Do some complaining about Cal 
California. California. New York cops hate California. We've established very well. That kid from the wizard, he didn't hate California. That kid was fucking on the spectrum, though. So, you know, who knows why he had weird obsessions with California. Idiot didn't even realize. Japanese cartoon or something. He was in a movie with a young Jenna Lewis, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Fox has uh, let him know that he's got a fake gun he's going to strap to his ankles so right. and get in character, to which James Props Department gave it to him. Calls him Dickless Tracy. That's a good one. Another, huh? good, another yeah. good burn. Yeah. Another good burn going on here. Fox, uh, uh, Fox lets Woods know real quick, hey, maybe you should just let me follow you around. Mm-hmm. It'd be a real shame if the chief found out you were still trying to work that murder case you got kicked off of, bro. Which he is. Yes. Because he's taken yeah. Michael J. Fox all the way out to the, some bombed out fucking post-apocalyptic Flop ghetto. House. <laughs> yeah. House, where the dead Romeos are heard to lurk. Is this one of, is this one of those uh, areas that Reagan created that they famously talk about? Oh, yeah. This is where Candyman lives. Oh. <laughs> That's what's going on here. That's in Chicago, <laughs> you old so-and-so. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. So he's like, stay in the car or whatever. Piece I'm going to go into this rundown tenement and uh, talk to the dead Romeos. With a gun and a bat. Gun and a bat. Michael J. Fox is like, oh, this is crazy. He's like framing things up in his fingers like yep. he's going to shoot a movie. Like, oh, I could shoot the greatest fucking ghetto movie. Oh, shit. Who's right next to me but fucking Bill Cobbs out of fucking nowhere? Yeah. Playing a crazy like homeless guy or something. He tells him for two seconds. I'm going to have to kill you later. And I was like, oh, man, Bill Cobbs is a crazy homeless man. that's going to kill him. This is going to be fun. No. And then we cut back and he's gone. <laughs> Apparently. He's gone not, from the movie. Came, gone from like, the movie entirely. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely gone. Michael J. Fox is alone again in this parking lot. I don't know that hot happened, how he got rid of Bill Cobbs or whatever. But yeah. meanwhile, uh, James Woods enters just like a, an abandoned apartment that some kids are squatting in. Mm-hmm. Some teenage children. It's five or six of them. He just kicks through the door and starts beating them with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. They're all black. Beating it's cool. black teenagers with a baseball bat. Yeah. Is, is what the next scene of this movie is that right. our protagonist does. Yeah. He's the hero. That's right. That's right. Well, they all got up and swung at him, though, right? Mm, I don't think so. No, no not a one. Yeah, he, well, no, they tried to later, but that was only after, after their, their limbs had been broken. Several times. M- m- multiple of their limbs had been broken in a society where we have no health insurance. Yes, so correct. These people are living with these broken limbs for yeah. at least the next decade of their lives, I'm sure. But he's like, hey, man, you're the dead Romeos. We pulled a gun off you. Where'd you get that fucking gun? We and don't know, man. Like, we don't know, fucking pig cop. And then a yeah. commercial comes on the Cop TV killer. for Nick Lang's new movie. Yeah. And one of the kids remarks, Nick Lang, that guy's a hard R F word is what he calls oh, him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just big time. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this movie is doubling down on the gay stuff. Yeah. Just doubling and tripling down. It's not stopping. No. I had to like fan myself like a Southern Belle at this point and pause the movie. I was just like, it's coming fucking hot and heavy yeah. here in 1991 the hard way. Histos Christos. No wonder we talked that way in fourth grade, you know? That's right. Just nonstop. That's without, all we heard. Without double fucking, second guessing it at all. It was just like, this is how we talk. Blah, blah, blah. This F word over here. This F word over here. Did you see that? Don't be an F word. Did you see that Jonah Hill 90s movie? Yeah, yeah, I where did. He, it was where he uses the F word all the time. Fucking just impossible to watch. Uh, it was one of the most tedious things I've sat through uh, in, in recent memory. I hated it. 
Okay. I hated its guts. I ain't seen it. It was like trying real hard to be like a Harmony Kareen type deal, but nice. just like wildly unentertaining. Yeah, I and could I was see just that. Like, no, thank you, Jonah Hill. No, thank you. Imagine that. He seems so stable. Yes, thank you to the Asian gang who rolls up to Michael J. Fox next in like a hillbilly white trash. Looks right? like it should be in Kentucky truck, though. Yep. <laughs> Which is pretty fucking cool. These guys drive by when he's talking on a fucking 1991 cell phone and just snatch it out of his hands. Cellular phone, as he says. Cellular phone, as he says. Uh, And he's like, hey, you guys, that's my cellular telephone. What are you doing? And they're like, well, we also have military-grade weapons arsenal in the back of this truck. They're going to pull out at you. Yes. Got like... Old timey Tommy guns. We've got a couple bazookas. A little <laughs> like, bit of everything. A lot of stuff going on. And he's like, oh, fuck. I didn't know that Asian people could be a gang, too. Right. I'm from Hollywood. I thought it was just black people mostly. Or Libyans. Or yeah, <laughs> Palestinians. I don't know. All yeah. the same. Those guys from over there. The terrorists. Exactly. But no, no. There's plenty of Asian gangs. Don't be a racist, Michael J. Doc Fox. Brown never should have crossed he's them. Pissing in his britches here is what, yeah. he, what he's doing. So he has to run to his good buddy James Woods for help. Mm-hmm. And Woods is like, I told you not to come in here. I'm mm-hmm. committing police brutality. Trying to act tough and brutalize these children. I don't want them to know that I hang out with a hard R F word. Yeah. Then they're going to lose all respect for me. I'm going to be able to beat any more information out of them. Is this where it's these kids that are like, oh, he looks like Hollywood actor Nick Lang. Yeah. And, then, and he goes, let me guess, but shorter. And the one's like, no, no but wider. wider. Yeah. Which is a nice That's little, good. Nice, yeah. yeah, this is a good little guy. I like, I like that. that. Also, the one guy cracks and tells him... Uh, Witherspoon. It's Mr. Witherspoon. That's who we're buying our guns. And we're like, oh, dude, shut the fuck up. But he's like, well, I don't give a fuck about old man Witherspoon. We got to get crazy James Woods out of here before he knocks a couple more of my teeth out of my yeah, head. He broke our TV already. Before he can beat any more children with a baseball bat, though, the Asian gang just starts lighting up the entire fucking apartment. Yep. And just drive-by shooting, just... It's like a Bonnie and Clyde situation, all the mm-hmm. fucking bullets raining into this mm-hmm. thing. It's it's devastating. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? I don't know. They go, they they just leave the yeah, apartment. Yeah, they just leave. I guess it was just a drive-by. There's yeah. nothing else to do. They leave, and then James Woods is like, uh, you really fucking blew it, man. You told those people that I was here, that you were going to go get me. You told them my location and yeah. everything. And he's like... I could tell that they were a gang. I'm pretty good at being a cop. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're good, huh? Then what was the license plate number? And he's like, well, no I don't idea. know. And he's like, oh, and look at our police cruiser has been completely stripped. Yeah. And it's up on blocks. Uh, how did that happen? And he's like, oh, all my Hollywood clothes were in there. Oh, this is heavy, James Woods. James Woods is like, heavy? There's that word again. Is there something wrong with California's gravitational pull? I hope I thought not. it was just its tectonic plates that were fucked. Is that where the smog was created? Oh, might have been. Oh, Whatever no. happened to all that smog? Are we okay with that? Or yeah, Clooney got, got rid of it. Clooney got rid of all that? Yeah. Fucking with a little assist from Al Gore, I would have assumed. His tequila plants reverse osmosisize the fucking smog into tequila. Oh, perfect. Now we just get Ryan Gosling's fucking gin or whatever. It could reverse that global warming. Yeah. We'll be doing okay. Hey. Yeah, what what is it? You ever get a little gin fluenza sometimes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most mornings. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about diarrhea because I drink too much gin. Because yeah, yeah, that's basically every morning yeah, I wake it just, up. It just happens. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Michael J. Fox is like, hey, here's some of my stuff on the ground. Uh, 
I think they took it into that bar that's now suddenly directly next to where our car was parked, right. even though there wasn't a bar directly next to where our car was parked in the previous scene. It was or, in the middle of a parking lot. Or any like <laughs> operable shop yeah. at all. It was, it was, it was like an empty, ghetto. just like, yeah, parking lot or like empty yeah. lot type area. But now it's like on the street parked next to a bar suddenly, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, just go with it. Whatever movie. Go with it. But he's like, I'm going to go in there and get my stuff, which is going to be hilarious. I'm like, this is going to be a real like fish out of water. We're going to get a real scene here. White boy. And, uh, everybody's got fucking pigment in their skin. Bar situation. There was none of that. There is none of that. No. It's just they do the old Western comedy gag of instantly he's just thrown through the front window of the bar. Which is funny, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, every once in a while, this movie's like, ah, we're just going to usher you along. Yeah, just another get a laugh. Let's move on to the next scene, because we talked about some frog dogs earlier. Yeah. How all the cops are eating frog dogs. Now we got to have a scene at the frog dog stand who you, so you can see what that is. Well, don't forget, their car just got stripped, so they have to have like a really crazy pimp ride for this one scene. I didn't even notice that. What are they driving around in now? It, uh, I couldn't even tell you. It was like an old, like, tricked-out El Dorado. Oh, yeah, with, like, the, the fucking... extra wheels yeah, the, the, the on the running tires boards. tires on the running yeah. boards. I didn't even notice that that's what they were driving. I just thought that yeah. was, like, a drug dealer coming to the bar or nope. something. <laughs> nope, That's what they're driving in the next scene and next scene only. Weird, weird. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Probably a cut scene, I guess, that established whatever that was. we got to watch that two-and-a-half-hour yeah. director's cut. <laughs> yeah, release the fucking Badham cut is what we need. Yes. We need to happen. Come on, HBO. But we find out that the frog dog is uh, just a hot dog stand that seems to be made out of garbage and is in the middle of a garbage dump. Yeah. Weird. But it seems cool because the guy running it is like wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He's got a fucking stogie hanging out of his mouth, Fred Williamson style. And I'm like, Uh all right, what's this frog dog going to be? How's it going to stack Big up reveal. to Here a bacon go. burger dog Here we from go. Uh, the Cosby Show Ooh. mythos? Is going to be better? Is going to be weirder? Like, what, what what makes up a frog dog? How is, much is quaalude? Clearly, is a thing going on. And it, are we going to be able to do a special like thing for Baby One Blow where we like make We're frog dogs frog and have dogs. a event? And turns out, a frog dog is just a plain hot dog. That they then uh, take the the side of fries and dump it on top of, yeah. which isn't even like a thing that the guy making them does. To where like no. that's our thing. It's a hot dog with fries. It's just James Wood does that. Yeah, it's just a plain hot dog. With then he puts ketchup, copious ketchup and mustard, copious <laughs> amounts. I was like, whoo! That reveal of what a frog dog yeah. was. That was maybe the most disappointing cinematic moment of my lifetime. <laughs> it's like what happens more so when you don't yell at their kids for how they eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. It's just like, yeah, piling everything on top of each other and then smearing it all over your face for no reason. Little lady is in for a rude awakening because I come from a camp where you yell at your children for everything, all mm, right? Okay, yeah. I'm not going to let kids do that shit. No, fucking. No, you eat that separately. goddamn manners. Hot dog, then fries. Quit, Quit making a goddamn spectacle of yourself. If I find out you're putting chips on your sandwich at school, I'm going to come to school. Mm. I'm going to beat you in front of your friends. Mm. So anyways, James Wood's just a slob is what this is establishing. Yeah, I, I remember the phrase frog dog from watching this as a kid. And like, for some reason, I had built up in my head like it was going to be some sort of like 
weird, gross thing. Yeah. Because Michael J. Fox is reacting to it with his, but it's because of his Hollywood sensibilities. Like, oh, there's all empty calories or whatever. Yeah. Your diet's totally lacking in vitamins B and C, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you put some fucking gravy and uh, fucking cheese curds on there, and he's mm-hmm. going to be all about it, I bet. That would be amazing, actually. I'd really like that. But we get a great 1991 joke here where he's he's trying to mimic fucking James Woods so he can do all of the cop stuff, learn how to be the cop. But then when it's time to put the yellow mustard on, he, uh-huh. asks, he asks old whoever at the frog dog stand, Hey, uh, you, yeah, you got any gray, gray poupon? And I'm like... Man, those bugle boy jeans. People loved talking about Grey Poupon in 1991. It was hilarious. Fucking Wayne did it. Wayne did it to great effect. That fucking joke holds up. There's that commercial where they're like, it's in a squeezable bottle, and it like made the fart sound, and that British guy was like, well, I never. That sounds sounds very funny. I don't remember that. It's all funny. So we get some stuff here where they're eating, and Michael J. Fox is just being a little kid, just mimicking everything James Woods does, and James Woods mm-hmm. hates it, and it's just like, this is what I remember from this movie, like, this little shit, and like, I think in my head, much more of this movie was just stuff like this. Them needling like each other. Following around, annoying him, and needling him, but yeah. then, as we move on here, there was a lot more stuff going on in this movie that uh, I just sort of blocked out as a little kid, That's probably fair. because it was boring the pants off of me. That's fair. Uh, next scene, there's a fat transsexual dead in the trash. Yeah, they get a little phone or a little call over the radio, and they're like, oh, let's go check it out. Party crasher strikes again. Oh, no. We don't get to see the murder this time, though. We just see a fat transsexual who is described as the neighborhood tranny. Yeah. Who's been dumped in the garbage on the side of the road on, on garbage day. The neighborhood tranny is uh, no more than a fat man with long hair. That's and, right. And eye makeup. And, and I, until they said it, it didn't cross my mind at once that this might be some sort of like hate crime transsexual murder. Yeah. I was just like, oh, fat guy's dead. That's a yeah. shame. But the media's here and they're all shaming James Woods. Like, what's going on? He can't catch the party crasher. He killed another one, man. You got he's, nothing going on. He's all like, you're absolutely right, but I'm just going to get mad at you mm-hmm. to cover up the fact of that. But Michael J. Fox gets mad too because yeah. he's getting into the character yeah. here. Like, he, he just instinctually, for the first time, snaps at the media guy yeah. and says something he's heard James Woods say. And it's right. like, ooh, his acting instincts are kicking in. Is he going to be a real cop by the end of this movie? Is that going to be our character arc? I'm on board. And he's all like, hey, James Woods, you you say I like to ham it up too much. So does your killer. You mm-hmm. know what I would hate? What's that? A negative review. <laughs> and James Woods like, I got you. Womp, womp. I got you, Fox. And then James Woods gets on the camera and is like, I want to talk directly to the killer. Yeah. You, you, I don't even think he's a man. I think he has no dick in his yeah. woman. And I'm yeah. like, this is literally like the sixth this time man this movie has no penis. Trying to fucking insult somebody by calling them a woman or right. saying that they're dickless yeah. or saying that they're homosexual. Yeah. Or, good lord, this movie's yeah. just obsessed with this shit. Uh, they really missed out by not calling anyone limp-wristed, you know? Yeah, you could have thrown some of that in there yeah, for sure. At least once. Maybe used the, the, the British phrase, a poof. It would have been uh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. They like to he's say a that. poof. I don't know. He's calling people dickless in the same scene where they've thrown the dead body of a transsexual person literally in the garbage. Uh-huh. So that's where we are in 1991. Yep. Next scene, we're back at James Wood's beautiful apartment. Yeah. His stylishly appointed apartment. Yeah. He and uh, my, he and old uh, Mickey J. Fox are uh, 
shacking up, you know? Much to his dismay. He doesn't want to be living with this no. Hollywood puff. No. But what he finds out is that there's so many ladies obsessed with this famous Hollywood actor. They've figured out somehow that he's staying there, and they've blown up his entire answering That's machine right. with messages all trying to get a calls. hold of him. And also, in the midst of all these women, there is also one man who's called, named Roger, what? looking for him. And James Woods singles <laughs> out on that one. Roger, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew you were a gay guy, Michael yeah. J. Fox. If I hadn't hammered home the point in every fucking scene we've shared yeah. so far in this goddamn movie, let's find another way to do it in this scene. It reminds me of one of my favorite jokes when people are, like, when guys that I, I, I know are like, hey, I'm going on a date or I've been mm-hmm. seeing this person. Oh, That's I, right. I always hit him with the, oh, yeah? yeah. What's his what's, name? What's the guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> Also, Susan has called, though, oh, yeah, for James that's Woods. True. And yeah. this is this is some serious shit here because Woods He is, forgot again. It's like, oh, fuck, she's got a kid. I don't know how to date. Michael J. Fox is like, I'm going to give you a little dating advice. Ask her out and ask her to take the kid. She's going to like that. She's going to see it's a good sign. Like, the last thing I want is your advice, The last pal. thing I want is for you to start giving me some good advice right. and us to bond over that. Because right. then we might have a buddy cop movie on our hands here. And right. that is not what I'm looking for. You're Canadian. I don't respect you. But it works because yeah. the next scene is the big date scene. Mm-hmm. You're going on a date with Susan and her daughter. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. This is a little very, very young. Pre, Pre-Casper Christina Ricci. Pre-Christina Ricci wearing the full sweater in Buffalo 66. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's a tiny little girl here. She's yeah. not doing weird things with Vincent Gallo. Mm-mm. But we're at a classic New York She might have been joint. back then. Classic New York. If he had anything to say about it, she was. But yeah. I, I, hopefully, she was nowhere near him at this point. Classic New York pizza joint. Sales. Uh, nice jukebox going. We're playing the song "Run Around Sue," which I thought was another nice little bit of filmmaking. Yep. We're on a date with Susan. Ding, 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 ding. He's been giving her the run around. We got "Run Around Sue" playing yeah. his diegetic music over the, the, the this thematic layers just built yeah. into this fucking film on on. Just every layer. Just think about it. This one's a thinker. He called Susan right before the date and gets Christina Ricci on the phone, mm-hmm. and she's like, who is this? Bonnie, I think her name Yeah. Little, little Bonnie. Christina, Christina Ricci's like, I'm sorry, who are you? Are you Bill? Are you Mel? Are you Frank? Mm-hmm. And like James oh, was wow. like, why does she? Of, why, well, who are all these of, men? A lot of strange men, apparently. Maybe she is a runaround, Sue. You know who else Layers. is a little bit of uh, a slut? Who's that? Nick Lang, because oh. he shows up oh, on geez. the big date. He shows up, too, not, not trying not. to horn in on it at the fucking pizza joint, which is oh, weird. No. Christina Ricci is like, you know what? You look a little bit like actor Nick Lang, which yeah. is what people keep telling him, because he is that man. Correct. It would be like, literally, if in 1991, Hollywood actor Michael J. Fox yeah. started hanging out places. Pretty much. And instead of being swarmed by adoring fans... There was just always one person in the room who was like, wow, you look exactly like Michael J. Fox, but whatever. Yes. But we all we get our hilarious second Mel Gibson fucking reference here where he's yep. like, oh, you like Nick Lang? And she's like, nah, man, I like fucking Mel Gibson. Yeah. Probably because she saw his butt in that first Lethal Weapon. I oh, hell yeah. Fucking that guy, he shows up in butt movies. Yeah. And that's why he's one of my favorite actors. He's a butt man. If you haven't gotten your fucking buns out, in one of your fucking big starring roles, don't even try to come at me with trying to like talk about how you're some sort of superstar in Hollywood. What movie are you even in? 
Mega stars get their butts out. You want to star on that walk of fame? I got to see your buns and be impressed by them. Yep. And that's the bottom line. A la Tango and It's a cash. crazy serial killer interlude in the middle of this date scene uh-huh. where we see uh, Stephen Lang, the, the party crasher, and he's got like a avocado rub face mask on or oh, something. Oh, that's right. I forget about that. He's got that. some sort of like yeah. Mario Paint uh, fucking like program going on his computer. Yeah, it's really like weird. Use his mouse to like color over James Woods' face because he's just watching the uh, newscast of James Woods calling yep. him out over and over again. Me to you. Me to you yeah. is the line that keeps repeating over and over again. It was it was really weird. And Lang's getting he's repeating it. He's got a crazy look in his our eye. Killer Stephen Lang. Yeah, he's getting pissed. He's really giving some. Uh, he's throwing out some some energy yeah. as, as the bad guy in this one. He kind of reminds me of our fucking guy we love from uh, Class of '99 and all those movies we saw. What's oh, old guy's fucking yeah. Man? Yeah, he's a crazy old man. Crazy old man. Yeah. He's giving out some fucking crazy old. He does man have guys. some of that. Yeah, uh, which, which is good because he's usually he's playing like the stone-faced gruff guy later in his career yeah too often that's why i liked him in vfw back to the date frankie valley's on the jukebox now this scene's great fucking old mjf singing along to it young christina ricci's just loving him she's loving all the vibes he's throwing off he's getting christina ricci to sing the low silly boy while he sings the high frankie valley parts oh it's good also i wrote down right here maybe not the best time uh to create a close personal relationship with a single mom and her young daughter after you've called out a known serial killer and created a personal grudge with him <laughs> over the TV news. Kind of uh, puts a target on their heads, is, is, is what I was thinking right now. I don't here. see I don't how know. this could... No. no. Yeah. They should be fine. They should be fine. Yeah. If there isn't a bunch of fucking stock trader drunk yuppies also in the classic New York pizza joint. Oh, man. I, also like... I hope one of them isn't Louis Black. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. You didn't fucking notice Oh, that. yeah. We got a young Louis Black as one of those drunk yeah. yuppies. That's before he's doing this thing where he yells all the time. So these guys show up fucking, they're yelling about fucking boners and stuff. Yeah, and Being real crude cool. in front of the young girl. Somebody says uh, something about a Woody, and she's <laughs> like, it's cool, I know what a Woody Christina is. Christina Ricci knows what a Woody is. Fuck yeah, Apparently, does. Vincent Gallo has got yeah, his hooks yep. already. Yeah, he brown bunnied her. Uh, you, you never want to see that. No. I wrote like, A, are there really these kind of sit-down, like, uh pizza joints in new york city they're known for the walk-up slice fucking places yeah i mean i don't know why we'd be going here as a fucking thing b why are drunk as shit stockbrokers who just got off work like getting drunk in this sit-down pizzeria place why aren't they at like the fucking corner fucking bar in the downtown financial district that makes no sense either they're clearly already drunk they said they were gonna meet at eight o'clock at night Mm -hmm. which would be seven o'clock our time so that's standard dinner time they need a little something to soak up all that booze my man Sure, that's why you go to the happy hour which is right outside of your fucking office yeah you don't go to this family style pizzeria well they were video games and they were already at the happy hour they're wasted they gotta soak it up either way they're fucking assholes they start screaming hard R F words and like yep. mooning everybody in the pizza joint. So yeah. James Woods like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. I'm gonna have to kick their asses and put them under and arrest. Then arrest I'm a them. policeman. Yeah. <laughs> Police that's what you that's what you do. Yeah. You slam people's heads against walls and yeah. whatnot. And you yeah, attack first, handcuff them to wait for them to tables. swing back, and then you go, wait a minute, asshole, I'm yeah. a cop. Oh, You're on, under you arrest. Thinking? Yeah, which also he waits until it is all over to 
identify himself as right. a police officer. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. I'm a cop, you idiot. Huh, <laughs> so this doesn't go well. Fucking Susan is like, you know what? I don't really need my daughter to be around drunken brawls. Mm-mm. I'm going to get out of here. This wasn't the best date. James Woods is like, I blew it again. Oh, jeez. Uh, old Gil can't catch a break. Push, 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 I'm going to have to go to Irish Cop Bar McSorley's and drown my fucking sorrows. Yeah, lucky for him, though. Michael J. Fox finds him there. That's right. I don't know how, because Michael J. Fox is like, I'm going to take the girls home, make sure they get home. And he's like, "Uh, I don't care. I don't like you. Why were you here? And then, yeah, Michael J. Fox does just somehow know that he would be at a cop bar named McSorley's. Yeah. He meets up with him. Yeah. He's like six pints in, too. Yeah, he's got the glasses on Mm -hmm. his table to prove it. Michael J. Fox is like, I'm going to give you some more advice about the ladies, man. Yep. Uh, let's do some role playing. I'm going to be Susan. You be you. Mm-hmm. We'll run through a date. You practice. Do some chit chat in here. I, I like this, that. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, what do you got to say well, about this? Uh, yeah, they're role playing here. Michael J. Fox is being He's an Susan. actor, mind you. Right. He's a professional actor, so he's getting into it. My favorite thing that most of his nuance for being a woman mm-hmm. involves bringing the uh, the pointer finger and middle finger of his left hand That's right. to his cheek. Sure. That's but, like what being a woman means Very to him. reminiscent of when he put on a wig and played his own daughter in Back to the Future 2. He's mm-hmm. doing very similar work here. Yeah. Of course, James Woods is like awkward at first. He's like, oh, we're in public at a cop bar. I don't want you acting like a lady around me. But then like... He gets into it a little bit because he really does need the advice. And it's kind of comical in theory now that Michael J. Fox is talking like a woman and he's talking to him like he is a woman. It really is funny. And the bartender comes up and like the bartender hears them saying stuff that sounds like gay stuff. So once again, it's like, what gay people are in the world? That's crazy. Where does gayness come from and how is it transmitted? That is that is a loaded question. Um, My pastor said it can come from breastfeeding. He said that. Well, he didn't fight me hard on it. I, I don't I don't know if there's truth to to, uh, to that. What is it called when two men intertwine their penises, like the snakes on the medic alert bracelet? Oh. Uh, is it called red vining? Is it called red vining? I, I don't we heard it was called red vining. People red vine. Where are gay men's vaginas? Oh, they, they don't have vaginas. What? Oh, they're just regular men. And I just wrote, man, this scene goes on seven minutes right. longer than yeah. it needed to. This movie has ground to a fucking halt. Really worked we're for talking a minute. about James Wood's fucking relationship with Susan. It worked for a second. They worked in like the uh, ladybugs saying inappropriate yeah, stuff while yeah. other people are listening. That seems joke. maybe a good 30 to 45 seconds long in ladybugs. Yeah, exactly. This one's a good eight to nine minutes long, I would say. Yeah, and it gets creepy fast and eventually james woods is like oh i'm mad at you i'm so worked up i'm thinking this is real i'm gonna storm out and then there's even like some more time with just like michael j fox and the bartender he's still acting like a woman because yep. he's such a good actor he's still in character yep. or whatever and it's just like oh this is weird yeah and he's drinking a dubonnet with a twist because that's with what ladies twist. drink in 1991 correct just bitter fortified italian wines yes. i guess is a real lady thing to order with a twist. apparently with, with with a nice lemon twist going on 
I don't think there were any women drinking Dubonnets. No, they were all drinking Zima (laughs) or Bartle and James back then. This is the heyday of the Cosmopolitan popping off, maybe. No, that's later. No, this is is it. This this shit started in the late 80s. Cosmo got big because of fucking Sex in the City. Sex in the City was jumping on the train 10 years after. Cosmo got popped because of TGI Fridays. Oh, well, there's that. Oh, oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Don't fucking sleep on TGI Fridays. <sighs> it's a good place to go. Either way, they're all gays. Um, <laughs> what, a TGI Friday? <laughs> That's right, probably. You've always saying. hated that entire company. Next scene, uh, fucking <laughs> James Woods is going after Mr. Witherspoon, yep. the fucking arms dealer. Yep. Who is a pretty cool, like, old man with a gravelly voice, and he's got a big, uh, he's got a big, you know, just sort of like Robin Big-esque, big old fucking bodyguard guy with him who frisks, uh, fucking James Woods. Uh James Woods then tells him, oh, come on, you're giving me a hard-on, man. And I was like, yeah, that's right. It hasn't been 30 seconds, so let's... Put Quit in some more gay, gay shit. panic. You're doing gay Everybody shit in this me. movie is gay. You're a gay. He's That's a gay. gay. Everybody is a fucking gay. Get him. God, this movie's fucking exhausting. Yeah. It's a different time, my man. Yo. Either way, he's like, you're a cop. I'm not selling any fucking guns to you, no. you obvious cop. But then James Woods pulls the fucking wool over his eyes. He uses some of the acting skills yeah. he's learning from Michael J. Fox. Starts tapping into his real emotions about this guy, Michael J. Fox, who's taken over his life. Yeah. How he needs a gun to protect himself because this guy's a real creepy idiot. Hey, speaking of gay, though, Michael J. Fox (laughs) wakes up handcuffed to his sofa bed. That's true, yeah. In his underwear. In his underwear. Because he didn't want him following him to this Mr. Witherspoon no, meeting and ruining it. Far too much. So Witherspoon's like, these tapped into something real here. I think this guy isn't a cop. I'm going to really yeah. sell guns to him. And he's like, I'm telling you what. This I'm going to help him kill job. his gay lover. He's in my house. Next, he's going to be coming after my woman. I need a fucking gun to protect myself. Yeah. What do you know who won the pony? Next scene, old Susan's calling up handcuffed Michael J. Mm-hmm. Fox. And, uh,. I don't know that she knows that he is living at James Woods' house or would understand why that was a thing. But it's like, oh, James Woods isn't here, but you are? Yeah. Hey, you want to just go to lunch with me? Yeah, that's what she says. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely. And I'm like, no, you no, you don't. No. Why? Why would you go? You're you're good fucking bro guy, fucking yeah. woman that he's obsessed with, and you've been trying to talk him through this, invite you to lunch, and you go with Bro code. Yeah. Bro code, bro. This is crazy. Not only that, you're handcuffed to a bed. I don't know how you're going to get and there. And also, he, once he hangs up with her, he's like, if I can figure out how to get there. And then I'm like, yes, how will you figure it yeah. out? Because he keeps ending up places, so it works He's out. dragging that couch around, but then he just shows up at the fucking lunch. And it's just yeah. like, we're led to believe he figured out something. Yeah, that was a deleted out. scene. Another deleted scene. So he's going to lunch. Uh, yep. Things are getting heavy with Mr. Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. He shows up at lunch, and there's some more like Hollywood stuff where mm-hmm. he's trying to like mm-hmm. alter his order to make it healthier and asking for like Avion with a lime or whatever. Yeah. And like the gruff New York waitress is like, I don't think so, buddy. Just what you see on the menu, toots. So Susan starts opening up to him about how she wants to ball James Woods. Because she used to be like, a whore before she had a kid. He's a real fucking tough nut to crack. Blah, yeah. blah. And I'm like, 
okay, does, like, she think he's gay, and that's why she's gonna try to talk to him about right. how to have sex with James Woods? Or, and if that's the case, why wouldn't she be weirded out by calling James Woods' apartment and mm. the guy that she thinks is gay has He's been staying in his apartment? Semi-nude to none his of bed. This, none of this. Just, I just found this situation inexplicable that some girl who's trying to date a guy right. would call up his friend who she's met once and be like, well, why don't you and I just go out to lunch? I, I don't get that at all. This whole situation is weird. Yeah, you know, women uh, just jump to irrational ideas, I guess, is the if theme any, here. If any woman that somebody I knew was, was trying to date mm-hmm. called me up and tried to take me to lunch, I'd be like, hey, bro, that chick you're trying to date's trying to take me to lunch. Mm. So, bro code. heads up. Heads up, man. Yeah. Fucking bro code. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I guess you. they don't have that in Hollywood, apparently. No. What are you going to do, tell? That's what a chick would do. <laughs> you don't want to be a chick, do you? Why wasn't he in more movies after that role? I don't know. Craig Kilborn fucking uh, should be the new Mel Gibson. He He'd should. get his buns out in a film. I guarantee you that. Also, if this is just like an innocent lunch between like two friends talking about another friend, yeah. then why are they riding the subway home together after the lunch? Like, they're going home together now? It's New York. Everybody takes a subway. They fucking met at the fucking... Separately at the fucking restaurant. Yeah. Now now they're polite. taking the subway together back to whose place? Anyone's. He's just being polite. Either way, when they're on the fucking subway car together, some real late 70s, early 80s punks yeah. <laughs> show up. Street tough. Street tough show up. So yeah. Some young kids pushing everybody around. and like, It's pretty cool. Trying to... Rob people's purses and stuff. Yeah. She's like, hey, aren't you a cop, Michael J. Fox? Why don't you stop these people from just protect and serve, right? That's what you're supposed to be doing right now. Oh, that's right. I am a cop. Uh, But he's a coward also is what's happening. Oh, shit. He doesn't really really do anything. He just is like, hey, you, get your damn hands off of her. To which the punk pulls out a gun and points at him, to which he instantly pisses himself. But then we get a great, oh, God. Like New York joke. Yeah, hell yeah. Everybody on the subway then yeah. pulls out all their guns and points yeah. it at the punk and is like, oh, that's New York. Everybody's uh, packing. This salsa Everybody's was made in New packing. York City. New York City. And I was like, if these people are so gruffed and packing, why did they all look completely scared so we could sit up this, set up the situation? And they were all panicking. It made no sense. They were sense. all visibly panicking. Yeah. But then instantly so that there could be a comedic beat, they all were gruff and packing fucking heat. Even that cute little redhead that was sitting next to oh him. Oh my God, it's crazy. That little young tenderoni, you know? So now fucking the train stops. We get a foot chase leading to like a fucking shootout because Michael J. Fox picks up a gun or something. They're all shooting at each other. He found a gun in James Wood's apartment and he's like, I'm okay, going to start carrying this start around. Start carrying this around because that's a good idea. Yeah. And it yeah, it all escalates too quickly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's shooting at each other. Fucking, there's a standoff eventually. I don't know. James Wood shows up and dirty Thankfully, the whole situation. Yeah, the coolest cop ever. He just walks up to the guys and is like, "All right, the real cops are here. You're under arrest now." And then Michael J. Fox is like, also yeah, it's okay. He was out of bullets. But like, he gets to the scene and like his girlfriend Susan is still there. He doesn't really ask if she's okay. He just gets the scoop from her, turns mm-hmm. to another cop, and goes. Get her out of here. Yeah. That's because he was just telling Mr. Witherspoon that the next thing that's going to happen is going to be Michael J. Fox is probably going to steal his woman, Mm. and then he finds them together Mm. on a fucking subway car. 
He's getting hmm. in a shootout with street punks. That's he knows fair. what's going on. He's he's not. Yeah, he's a detective. He he can put the pieces so much together. so that he goes and he chews out the chief again. Where he's like, fucking, this is bullshit. Like, I gotta be catching the fucking party crasher because yeah. Witherspoon told me he's where he's supposed tomorrow. to be meeting with him to give him his next gun. We gotta do a sting. We gotta take him down. I can't have fucking old Hollywood over here. Old Doc Hollywood following yeah, me around. That's what you did. Ruining all this shit. That's not going to happen. Get him the fuck out of here. The chief's like, I got great news for you. I'm going to get him out of here, and you're going with him. That's right. Just stick with his ass. You're not a real cop. That's frustrating. That's frustrating for me as a viewer and James Woods as a police officer. Right. But lucky for you, in the very next scene, Woods, it just explains to Michael J. Fox, Mm -hmm. look, I know the chief has said a lot of things. That's right. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. Uh Uh-huh. Which is just keep working this case. This is, yeah, we're going to show up to that sting operation, yeah. you and me. Also, I'm going to give you a gun. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your own gun now. Yeah. yeah. Which is a wildly irresponsible idea. But he does tell him, like, all right, we're here. You stay in the car, though. This gun is just for emergencies. Yeah. Purely for emergencies. That's right. It's a very spooky scene. It's tense. We're going into, like, a dark, abandoned building. There's it's a raining. dramatic thunderstorm happening. Fucking it's all scary. Claps of thunder happening in the background. There's who had like the clap? Fog everywhere. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, Steam right, 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 rising right, right. off the ground. And then also, I think there's even fog inexplicably inside of the building when we go inside of the building. I can see that. So there must be some sort of dry ice machine. I don't know if they're having like underground raves in here a couple hours earlier. It's kind of like when the Batman ride first happening. opened at Great America. Very similar it's a lot like to that. Batman the ride yeah. before they cut the budget and stopped having all the fog machines going like, on. Yeah, there. I love the fake smoke on that, Gotta on that line. That stuff. Gotta love all that mm. ambiance. That's sad. Uh, so what happens very predictably is that Michael J. Fox does not stay in the car. Uh Uh-uh. He goes in. He hears some chaos. There's some rumbling, some shooting, some people running around. He can't see because there's a fog machine going. Right. He panics. He shoots a man in the chest. Classic dirty cop style. Yeah. (laughs) Point blank. Shoots what turns out to be an unarmed man in the chest several times. Murders him. Murders him dead. wacky movie has just suddenly taken a very dramatic turn. Weird turn. James Woods is all business. He's like, where'd the bad guy go? That's not the bad guy. Ah, he got away. He's just trying to get out. He shot some sort of poor man. Just this poor innocent man. I don't know if the movie thought they were pulling the wool over our eyes or something here. I saw exactly what this, this scene was. Yeah. From the very beginning. Yeah. So it all, it took way too long to play out because I yeah. saw what it was the entire time. Like the twist that happens yeah. wasn't a twist at all because it was just Woods, far too obvious. Michael J. Fox is having a crisis of conscience. He's like, I just killed a man. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And Woods is like, look, bro, I'm a cop. I'm going to take the heat. A cop, you idiot. Yeah, we'll get your prints Detective off the Detective John Kimball. We'll make it look like I did some hero shit and accidentally killed this cop. You just get the fuck out of here and never talk about it again. You're a fucking choir boy compared yeah. to me. A choir boy. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not a tumor. So it's all a scam. He put together a fake fucking shooting because he knew idiot would panic and shoot somebody. It was a fake gun. It was a fake guy. So one of his cop buddies, he's just trying to get rid of Michael J. Fox. Mm. He puts him on an airplane back to Hollywood. Yep. Gets him out of his fucking hair. Or does he? Easy peasy Japanese. No, because when Michael J. Fox is about ready to board the plane back to Hollywood, some like lethal weapon sex sound effect suddenly yeah. comes over the soundtrack, which is the first time that it happened. Yeah. He sees, he sees a pretty black woman yeah. and he's like, that's right. I can't. She reminds me of Darlene I can't Love. can't leave 
James Woods alone. Reminds me of how we need to become a buddy cop duo. I've got a crisis of faith. I got to go back. I can't let this guy take the fall for me. Keeping the faith. Right? Is that what you were talking about? Hey, hey, hey. Good song. Keeping the faith. Good song. Is there a sitcom called Keeping the Faith that uses that as its uh, opening credit song? Because that seems like a missed opportunity. You're thinking of Soul Man with Dan Aykroyd. I'm always thinking of Soul Man, but I'm not confusing it with Keeping the Faith had... uh, Ben Stiller, Ed oh, Norton, oh, wow. and uh, Dharma from Dharma and Greg. Old Kevin Bacon. It was a movie. So he gets back to the police station just in time to see LL Cool J and the gang making fun of him mm-hmm. for what a fucking blind Hollywood idiot he was. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then we pulled off this gag and the idiot guy believed it. And he thought he killed somebody. He, he was, was a real homosexual. He was being a total gay about the whole fucking thing. Is how it happened. Actually, I think this is a scene where we don't yeah, happen they don't. to drop yeah. any homophobic yeah, stuff. No. What, the, the first scene in the movie here, good like three quarters where they of the way straight. Yeah. yeah. So we get him like looking wistfully into like the door as he's hearing all this and we're like, oh, Aw, Michael J. Fox has his feelings hurt. No one takes him seriously. He realizes that none of these cops like him for real. He's, he's not never going to be a real cop. Good news is we got the real buddy cop team put back together in the next scene. Are we talking Guzman and Woods? Guzman Which and Woods are on the, the stakeout. the fucking focus of this movie. They're on the stakeout. Give me Guzman and Woods in a real just straight fucking cop movie. I want to see it. Yeah. They're at the meetup. Uh, Mr. Witherspoon's there. Yep. But the party crasher is a half an hour late. Yeah, he is. Witherspoon has his cockles up. He's like, this ain't right. Something's yeah. fucking wrong. This isn't going well. We got to abort this fucking whole thing. Before they can. Mm-hmm. Too late. The party killer shows up. Party. He, he's creeping around in the party shadows. Party killers. He's, he's lurking. He's like, uh, let's do a deal. I want that gun. Psych! Yeah. He fucking takes the gun, brains Mr. Witherspoon with it, yep. fucking puts the gun to his head, and he's like, yo, James Woods, I know you're out there, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I called come the out, whole thing. Come out, wherever you yeah, are. I thought, too, that this had very, very similar vibes to that scene with mm-hmm. fucking Nolte and De Niro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. Very similar. He's just yelling. She's like, fucking, don't make me kill him, man. Don't make me kill him. It's on you, not me. So then he's talking all crazy, like religious or like whatever, like stuff about morality yeah. while he's spraying gasoline all over the fucking place. Yeah. And he's holding the gun to Witherspoon's head. He's like, we're both cops. Mm-hmm. We're killing the same people, right. Woods. Which is, isn't true. Because Woods is like, you killed a little girl. <laughs> that, yeah. that wasn't very cop-like. And he's like... Isn't it, though? Yeah. Isn't it, oh, yeah. James Woods? Have you been paying attention to yeah. what you've been doing the whole movie, exactly. James Woods? Like, come on. Before James Woods can figure out what to do, the dude drops his Zippo and all the gasoline, jumps in a fucking van and peels out. Yep. Everybody's got to fucking get out of there because the whole parking garage or whatever they're in fucking explodes. And they do. They just let that building yeah, blow up with whoever's still up. in there. <laughs> Many people are probably dead. Right. I thought we were going to have a big, like, fucking car chase in here, but pretty instantly as they exit the place... Yeah. Uh, Party Crasher crashes the van he's in. That's why they call him the Party Crasher. <laughs> also, the Van Crasher, as it turns right. out. So he's got to get out of that. And then we got a foot chase going, a classic Uh-oh. foot chase. Michael J. Fox is now in a police cruiser that he has stolen. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. He got sad and stole he's a police just cruiser. driving around in it. And he hears over the radio, this shit's going on. He's like, oh, fuck, I better go get involved in this. Yeah, fucking uh, Woods chases Lang into a movie theater. Oh, 
Yeah, he does. Yeah. What's playing up on the big screen in whatever they were showing in Last Man, Action Hero? Oh no, it's Smoking Gun too. Now he's starring Nick Lang. What, what a, a coinky dink! Quite the poetic fucking twist of fate right here. Yeah. It's got some very meta stuff going on in here, and also we're once again seeing some footage from this film, and it looks way better than the movie we're actually watching. Which uh, big ending to a movie do you like better? Michael J. Fox showing up at his own premiere mm-hmm. in fucking oh. Smoking Gun mm-hmm. Two. Sounds or great. Jack Slater showing up to his own premiere of whatever that last Jack Slater movie was. I think it was maybe five. Was it Jack Slater so. five yeah. that they were going to see? Yeah. I got to say nothing beats fucking Smoking Gun 2 for the parallel action here. Yeah. We got a big shootout happens inside the theater. Everybody's running and scared. Yeah. Um, I think James Woods like literally pulls just some dude in front of him as a human shield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Woods has proven time and time again in this movie he's got no problems That's right. opening up fire in a crowded area. Party crasher knocks a guy over the fucking balcony yeah. and he falls to his death. Uh, and then he starts climbing around on all the like ornamental wooden type things on the side of this big one room old fucking theater. For like no reason. For literally no reason. He like, could just take the stairs. He's right next to the exit and the stairs. Not only that, but like there's big ornamental vases mm-hmm. and then like he goes from there to jump on some cables to get down. That's right. All he's got to do is just lower himself down by hand. That's right. From the fucking... It's just one story. Yeah. It, it, like, if he... He's the, already the, up there climbing where the, around like a little the, spider monkey. The shit that the vases are on, if he just hangs from there, he's like five feet from That's the right. ground at that point. He would have been fine. But, but instead, he's got to, like, find some yeah. velvet ropes and, like, Pirate fucking swing. swing himself around. But then also, Michael J. Fox is trying to follow him, and he's doing the stuff. But Just then, like in the movie. He's swinging from the ropes yeah. in the theater at the same time his character is swinging from yeah. ropes in the movie. And I'm like, oh, fucking Jack Slater didn't do this, where he had the same shit going on in the movie and in the theater at the same time. That's yeah, wild. Parallel action. This is fucking... Crazy shit going on. Swinging from the rafters, you know? So it's just like a weird little as, as Mac. strange swashbuckling scene. As Max says. It didn't need to happen. And then James Woods just shoots the bad guy in the shoulder very anticlimatically. And then is like, okay, he's down. Yeah. Arrest him now. Yeah. Good. Glad we got that all wrapped up. Yeah. I was seemingly it for a second there. Next huh? scene, Michael J. Fox is just swinging haymakers punching james wood in the face over and over again yeah it's like you made me think i killed a man yeah i liked it though because at least he was like showing a little fire yeah showing some fire like, i don't like what you put me face. through i don't care if i'm an actor james i'm Woods a real person taking it he's taking these fucking blows and he's like you know what i did i finally let you know what it's like to be me man it sucks being me thinking yeah. you kill people sucks being a cop sucks i'm a fucking scumbag like it's not easy let that sink in brother to be me and i was just you know the five for fighting song. writing during all this one thing that was going through my head was, was that five, five for, for fighting, fighting song yeah. but the other thing was that like oh man who's watching that killer who was only slightly wounded while uh, you guys are doing this big argument, the, I sure hope ambulance. I sure hope that the killer doesn't kill the EMTs that took him out of here oh, and then escape sh- again. Shit, I didn't even think of that. He does. He God does. Damn it! And then the next scene, Michael J. Fox gets back into the stolen police cruiser yeah. and just drives it around more because apparently he's just allowed to do that now. Yep. After yep. punching James Wood in the face a bunch. Yeah. And then the killer's like, ooh, popping up out of the back seat. I'm in here with you, Michael J. Fox. Fucking, I got a gun. I'm gonna kill you. I'm the killer. And he's like, 
good news though, I've been following around James Woods and I know how to act crazy like a fox. That's right. He's using his acting to get himself out of this. That's right. Fucking instead of stopping the car, he hits the fucking gas. Yeah. He's plowing through a farmer's market or something. He's like, you want to kill me, bro? I don't even give a shit. Mm -hmm. I just went to the doctor. I got a month to live, bro. That's right. And he's such a good actor. He's fucking is selling all this dialogue. The killer believes him. I really do like Steve Lang in the backseat being like, oh, for real, bro? Like, let's just slow down a little. What do you say? They're yelling at each other back and forth. Stop the car. Drop the gun. Drop the gun. I thought it was a real point break. Pull it. No, you pull it. Moment yeah. like it was, it was really working for me like that. We get another great Dukes of Hazard car flip. Oh, this yeah. one shot Big super one. cool because we get like a slow mo scene where we see Lang and Michael J. Fox in a close up in the car do a complete 360, and it's yeah. really them like in this apparatus somehow screaming as they're flipped completely upside down. Yeah, they did some best little bit of camera work in this movie. Fucking shot yeah. very well. That car got fucking twisted on it that. Certainly flip did. Too. This is one of the I think Hollywood's greatest car flips right here. It really is like and when that it's car over, went through some. Michael shit. J. Fox is like, Phew, I clearly won. Uh, all right, I am the hero. I apprehended the killer. Yeah. Killer, you didn't think I was going to pull all that, did you? I even like, got your gun now. Wow, like what? What a big moment for me. And the killer's like, No, I'm still the psycho killer, and so yeah. you're still just a pussy. Yeah. So then he just like takes his head and slams it against the steering wheel. Bunch, That's it. Like beats his face into nighty a night or something. Yeah. Nighty night. Now I'm just gonna go kill james woods i think probably that's got to be the last scene in this movie right because i wrote like this movie's getting pretty long in the tooth right now well i feel like it should have climaxed at the theater and it's still going it's so kind of losing me susan shows up at james woods door oh you're telling me we get another scene of susan yeah. and james woods relationship drama perfect thing to have after the action climax right. is already climaxed James, That's going to be super interesting for it us, is, the audience. It is. James Woods is like, I'm going to give that honesty thing a shot. And uh, it starts working for a second, but then he just starts getting like weird, like, oh, everybody wants the cops, and so they gay? don't want the cops, and uh, I'm a good guy, but you make yeah, me out right. to be a bad guy. Like, hey, uh, you're clearly living a very reckless and dangerous life, and yeah. I have a young daughter. I can't ever be a part of that. And he's just like, thin blue line, yeah, man! Yeah. He looks at her, and he's like, quit being such a... F word, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. And she's like, I'm going to leave, bro. Uh, I'm going to get on the elevator out mm-hmm. in the hallway. Oh, shit. The killer's on that elevator. Yeah. Uh, Nick Lang, Michael J. Fox shows up, and yeah. he's going full on meta now. He's yeah. like, it's the third act of the movie. Don't this you is see, man? The killer's going to come and have a showdown with you. We showed that billboard like oh, eight times in the, last, the movie. They're last action heroing the fuck out of last action yeah. hero right now. Last action hero can't even last action hero as much as no. this movie's last action heroing. I think that uh, movie's still longer, though. I think so, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Doesn't, Barely. Doesn't feel as long. Doesn't nah. feel as long. So, yeah, he's like, the bad guy's going to go after the girl because, of course, he is. That's how the movie would end. Trust yeah. me, I'm a Hollywood actor. Also, yes, we have seen that weird billboard with the big papier mache statue of me yeah. many, many times. So, we have Dude, you to have can a climatic see, scene. You can see yeah, from your right apartment. Right around the corner from your apartment. That's. <laughs> It's where we're going to climax but the movie, finally. they couldn't put that together by themselves. Luckily, the killer calls, and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm on the billboard. By we- the way, uh, look up at the billboard. That's where I am yeah. with Susan. 
I'm not even going to say like with with the the woman. I'm going to say with Susan, so you know specifically who I'm talking about. But like, where could I? I don't want you to think that I have that other blonde cop who showed up in two scenes earlier in this movie. Oh, China! How fucking dense you idiots are. Yeah, yeah, China. I tried to do some research on China because I was like, I feel like I've seen China in something. And then I looked at her. The little ladies thought the same thing. No, I've not seen China anything. (laughs) I've not seen her in anything. Yeah, she just looks like other way so then we finally get our big climax where they go up to the billboard fucking save susan and this scene i don't know if i was just done paying attention at this point but just like from shot to shot this uh-huh. scene just didn't make any visual continuity sense to me whatsoever okay was happening up here what were you having problems with i don't know the party crasher and nick nolte are like strangling or nick nolte nick lang yeah. are uh strangling each other right Meanwhile, like, James Woods is out dangling off the edge of the fedora. And yeah. I'm like, how do you even get fucking out there to where he was dangling out There's the edge of the thing? Door. I didn't see the initial fucking, like, action that caused him to be dangling out there. Susan's out there, like, trying to pull him up. And I'm like, last shot I saw before I blinked, apparently, they were, like, climbing the stairs to get up here. Now, suddenly we're dangling off the fucking edge. I don't know. Oh, that's right. Uh, so they go up into the billboard. Uh, James Woods is leading the way. He doesn't notice Stephen Lang's there. Stephen Lang jumps out with a sneak attack, punches James Woods through the trap door. Oh, Woods trap goes door. sliding. That's right. Almost falls off, but it hangs on at the off last the, second. The fedora of the giant is Joe Gunn. Starts AKA crying Nick Lang, immediately. AKA he's like, you gotta save me! You gotta save me! And, and old like, girl's like, I'm cool as can be. I'm not panicking at all. Yeah. I'll save you. And then, like, the next scene I saw yeah. was Michael J. Fox getting strangled by right. Stephen Lang. But then, like, suddenly after that, I just saw Michael J. Fox had turned the tides and then had, like, a rope yeah. around his neck or something. Like, well, I didn't even see how he turned the tides. I think I blinked kicked and missed him in the that dick. again. Like, there was just crazy editing yeah, going he, on He kicks him square kicks in the dick while dick. he's getting strangled. So then she pulls James Woods up. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, okay, he's safe now. And then there's a scene where, like, I think Stephen Lang starts to do a backflip, and then there's just a jump cut mid-backflip, and then suddenly he's free from Mm -hmm. being hung, Mm -hmm. and then Michael, or no, then Susan has been knocked off somehow the entire thing, and is dangling out off the cigarette at the end of the gigantic Stephen Lang's, and I'm like, there's like six or seven shots that just like jump cutted you went from a to g there in the editing somehow like i do not know what just happened whatsoever fox kicks lang in the dick he hangs him for a second and then he's like oh i'm gonna go take care of everybody but the killer's like no bro i got free he kicks susan susan goes flying she's hanging from the sig and kicks her in like two shots that are each a quarter of a second long and like just cut to shit because clearly what happened made no spatial sense if you were actually going to shoot it happening like where they are in relation to each other is just makes zero sense at any point during this whole fucking sequence well now we're finally at the point where james wood's like I'm calling the shots here. Mm-hmm. You go do heroic shit and yeah. save that woman. Save that girl. I'm not fucking with that. Ooh, yeah. I'm that, just going to. That relationship is not working yeah. for me. So I'm just going to go I'm chase. I'm that one off. I'm just going to go chase Lang through the fucking billboard. I'm going to be the big hero cop here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what happens? Wood goes after the killers. Fox. Michael J. Fox yeah, finds some like mountain climbing ropes yeah. somehow and is like uh, swinging around the edge of his own giant face and like holding on to his crazy own eyebrows or whatever shit. Yeah, and shit. Very over the top yeah. and very unbelievable, even for a movie that's been this stupid up into this He point. saves the girl, 
The killer's got the drop on Woods. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox shows up just in time to hit the fucking yeah. killer in the Woods back of the head. Woods is once again dangling off yeah. the edge of the fucking thing. Yeah. Killer's about to shoot him in the head. Michael J. Fox, like, hits him in the back with a board or something yeah. and he once again randomly finds up here on this billboard. Yeah. And fucking Stephen Lang just turns around and is like, oh, you didn't really hit me hard enough. I'm yeah. just going to shoot you in the he chest. tells him, this isn't a movie, stupid. Yeah. And shoots him in the heart with a gun. Yeah. He should have called him homo. Yeah, that yeah. would have put the capper off on this. This isn't a movie, homo. But him shooting Michael J. Fox gives uh, James Woods enough time to collect his like senses and yeah. stop screaming like a little woman. So he then just yanks Stephen Lang off the edge, and, and he just, just plummets him. to his yeah. death, and he's dead. So killer's dead now, I guess. Yeah. Michael J. Fox has been shot in the heart, yep. and uh, you're to blame, not me. Yeah. No, that's that's a Bon Jovi song. That's not what we're talking oh, about here. Um, oh, so now it's kind of another Minus meta thing. thing where like Michael J. Fox, Nick Lang, the actor, gets to do his big dying acting scene yeah. that everybody would want to do in a movie. But also, it's in this movie and it's for real. But he's the actor, so he's still getting a scene. So maybe he likes it. But and James Woods James cradling Woods his arms, gets he's like, to give him his big speech. Yeah, all that stuff. And I'm like, look, man. This is what you wanted, remember? You wanted to be a cop. This is real bad guys. This is real bullets. This is real heart, bloods. Right? Is what I'm thinking right here. He did just get shot in the heart. Yeah, you're How too are they late. both conversing? You give loving a bad name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But he gives him that line, and then all of a sudden... Jump cut to fucking James Woods is talking, and then mid-sentence, he's suddenly Michael J. Fox talking... We're watching a movie in a movie. We're at the yeah. premiere of Nick Lang's new movie, which is all about the movie that we've been watching yeah. the hard way. He beat I out. Guess. He beat out Mel Gibson for that role. Because of all the fucking homework he did. Yeah. He earned it. All of our characters we've met along the way are in the crowd. Fucking James Woods is complaining about how he stole all his lines. Because apparently people who are vying for roles yeah. in movies are also people who get to do complete rewrites on the script. Yeah. After they're begrudgingly given the role instead of Mel Gibson. Exactly. So now he was able to turn whatever cop movie this was into an exact word for word. Welcome to Earth, scene. motherfucker. Right creation of everything that's happened over the course of the thing that we've been watching yeah everything's fucking just folding in on itself right. realities are colliding and uh, like they even do like whew. the hard way a john badham film right. in the meta movies credits oh, there's a lot of stuff going on and then their credits become our credits also michael j fox has a hilarious little ponytail now that yeah, he's playing james cool, woods huh? in the movie it's pretty good yeah. yeah and i'm gonna knock you out playing again Ba-doom, over the credits because we're not gonna pay for two songs when we got one that's this this, this good people yeah. want to hear more of this shit man just fucking pay for tina got a big old butt you know <laughs> that one costs double man that's fair uh, all right, fucking Tina's got a big old butt. This episode's got a big old runtime. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and then... We uh, promised we'd be true. I'm leaving you. That's why we're telling you. And then the hard way is going to be entering fucking our last segment, which is always called... Judgment Day. Ooh. Police, open up. How do I know you're the police? After I shoot you through the door, you can examine the bullet. Open up. Mel Gibson. Danny Glover. Come on, let's go, Rod. Oh, no, we should go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Rod. Don't be a killjoy. Come on, we're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. Come on, man. Hey, 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 listen. If we're going, 
Wait, shouldn't I have a gun? No. no. Now, get ready for something lethal. I'm surprised you haven't heard about me. You know, I got a bad reputation. I mean, sometimes I just go nuts like now. <laughs> because the magic gun! is back. Yeah, I'm okay. Where were you, man? You're my partner or what? Why didn't you follow me down? Yeah, why didn't you follow him down? Shut up! I'm seven floors up! Lethal Weapon 2. You go first. I'm really too old for this. You go first. I'll cover you. Me. Me. Money. Hey, Good police work, officer. Come on. No. Back to my place. Hey, I'll even cook. You're lucky. I have to live with that. You're not gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. You know, there's not enough room. You were right, you know. Yeah, there, there wasn't enough room. Lethal Weapon 2. This time, they're not taking any crap. Just get off me, man. I don't want anybody to see us like that. Conan, the Destroyer. It is written that a woman child must make a perilous journey. I want you to take her on that journey. He has faced evil in its many forms and has always emerged triumphant. Now, he searches for a lost treasure in the name of a princess. A search that will bring him face to face with mystical powers that could destroy him and all of mankind. You're afraid of magic. And then he comes from evil. This will come anyway. Grace Jones and Arnold Schwarzenegger star in Conan. The Destroyer. Let's shoot this fucker straight in the head, yeah, Nate. Yeah, we're approaching two hours, and there is no reason we should have talked about the hard way for over two hours. What are we doing, man? You, we got to start hanging out again in regular life so these things don't just turn yeah. into verbal diarrhea. Yeah. Everything we've been thinking in the last fucking week. We're fully vaccinated. That's right. Damn straight we are. Damn straight. Okay, Judgment Days, when we go out to the internet to see what you, the people, had to say. To what you, the homosexuals. About, no, no. Right? No? We're, that's not we're what... trying to get away from that. I like thought that's... Been, no? No, we're trying to get away from that. It's okay. just been too much of that. This the whole movies... Fucking, I, I know what the movie did. I knew what the movie sure? did, Matt. We're, we're trying right. not to get back into that 1991 mindset anymore. I just think it's kind of gay that we get, we're not going to talk. When two gay men have sex... How do they know whose penis will open up to accept the other person's penis? Oh. Wow. Matt, I have two One Ninja Star reviews okay. that took very similar approaches to their reviews, and I want you to like lay down some judgment here. Do I need to figure which out which one you like better? I need to figure which out which one's written on by a James Woods. Theme? Do you think worked out better? Okay. So All here right. we go. This first one Ninja Star review is from an Amazon user named F. Pisculi. F. Pisculi. No, this is James Woods Probably or the not, next I, one I, is? I, so we've got maybe celebrities okay. coming up, but I don't F know if James Woods is going to be right. Pisculi High. Who said, hard to watch one Ninja Star. Well played. Pisculi. Well played. Amazon. Okay. Meanwhile, right. over on Letterboxd, Keep some open judgment I have here. a one Ninja Star review from a user named Numlocks. Numlocks? That's right. He says, more like the hard shit. 
winner, one ninja star. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Ninja star. You're giving yeah. it to Numlocks oh, as yeah. far as our one yeah. ninja star reviews go? You know I love me some absurdist okay. humor. There we go. Also, his was in all caps and yeah. the other one wasn't. So Plus, I think that's fair. More like the hard shit. Plus, we've all, we've all been there. Yeah. We've oh, all yeah, been there. Sure. Except the homos. I, I, I don't know. This, yeah. this is really gone off the rails. Luckily, I'm going to have to edit out half of this fucking podcast, so it is going to get It's going to be all so bleeps. Like hour and a half, at least. I got a five Ninja Star review here from an IMDB user named DGlover3. So oh. maybe Donald Glover? I'm not sure. Might be Donald Glover. Donald Glover from uh, yeah. Community? Yeah, that's right. Donald, I assume so. Donald Glover, the drummer from In Living Color. Or maybe Danny Glover. It's DGlover. I don't know. Maybe he's... Uh, Sense of some people going up here. Or maybe the guy from In Living Color who, they had a drummer? Donald Glover. He's the son of Danny Glover. They didn't just have a DJ out there? They, they were doing some drumming while those fly girls were, were dancing? Not that. No, They're Living right. Color. I'm oh. sorry. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, okay. I, I got you now. Look in my eyes. Or was it Corey Glover? I don't know anymore. Go Danny ahead. Glover says. Yeah. If you had read the earlier comments. I'm not going to do it in a Danny Glover voice. Oh, if you had read the earlier comments. If you have read the earlier comments, then you will get the plot of this film. Which is I, good. I like that. Yeah. I, I hate when everybody on these things thinks they need to recap the plot again. I can't no, wait for that I Cobra review. I avoided this film for ages. My friends all loved the film. Oh. And out of spite, I point Blake refused to watch it. I, I respect and recognize that movie. I eventually watched the film and have watched it over a hundred times since. <laughs> now, okay, all right. Quality film. The cast is spot on. Sounds like you Woods are the homosexual. Fox are perfect foils for each other. It's up late, Miss McBain. I'm your announcer, Opera Kuppenführer, Wolf Castle. And here's McBain. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's nice. Let's say hello to my music guy, Scoy. <laughs> that is some outfit, Scoy. It makes you look like a homosexual. Maybe you all are homosexuals, too. The film is so underrated that it's criminal. It was originally planned that there would be sequels, Ugh. but the film didn't do well in the box office, no. so those plans were scrapped. Shocking. Which, once again, Wikipedia says otherwise. It says it tripled its budget. Yeah, I thought they did good. It must have just been the wrong time to release the film, as it's much better than any other buddy cop yeah, film that I've seen, right. including the Beverly Hills Cop efforts. Sure. The script is excellent. One you will be best. quoting it to your friends, I guarantee. Did For he put that in there? Have, yes, he, I put the Cajun inflection on it, but he did say I guarantee. Okay. For those of you that have seen the film, there was an old McSorley's alehouse where Fox pretends to be Susan in Liverpool up until oh. a few years ago. Me and my mates made oh. a point of going there to start our nights out. Oh. And yes, we did order a Dubonnet with a twist. I recommend this film to anyone and everyone. Pure genius. Five Ninja Stars from IMDb user. Danny or Donald Glover, or maybe the drummer from Living Color. Hey, speaking of drinking at English pubs, that's right. That's Shaun of the Dead. Sure. That movie doesn't hold up. 
No? That's pretty boring. Yeah? yeah? I remember liking that one a lot. Me too. I remember that one about I thought I did too. going on the, uh, like, at World's End. We yeah. were going to all the different, the uh, world, the different English pubs. Yeah. I remember thinking that one was too long and a little bit boring the first time I saw it. Turns out, Shaun of the Dead, very similar. Very similar, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's a shame to hear. Hmm. Matt, I have one more five Ninja Star review. Yeah. It is from an Amazon user named John Badham, who uh-huh. I looked at their account, mm-hmm. and I think it is Hollywood director John Badham, the director of this film. You you should have just emailed him. We probably could have had him on the show tonight. Everything else he reviewed was just like a bunch of books, many of them being books about filmmaking. Huh. This was the only John Badham film that he had... Uh, Done a, an Amazon review of. And he gave it five He gave his stars? own film, Five Ninja Stars. Oh, good on And him. he said, Fox and Woods light the screen on fire. Five Ninja Stars. From maybe the real director of this movie, reviewing his own movie, John Badham. Hard to argue with Amazon. that. He would be the authority. Hard He'd to argue. He'd know fucking anyone. He was on set every goddamn day. Yeah, yeah. Hard to argue. Turns out he's not the authority, though. We're the fucking authority. Goddamn right. Goddamn podcast. So let's fucking wrap this thing up with your final <laughs> thoughts and your Ninja Star rating of The Hard Way. Nate, this movie, uh, it was 90s level cringy a lot of times because, mm. well, that's mm. just the time that we were alive. That's right. Back then, you know. Just barely. Uh, Michael J. Fox. 10-year-old. Is doing some great work. Hearing slurs. Some of his best work outside of Spin City. Mm. Which he's known for. Yeah, yeah. It's where he won those Oscars. Most famously. Yeah. He's from Spin City. Yeah. You remember that Billy Vera and the Beater song that they used in that episode? You know, Very you know, well. You know the one. <laughs> that episode? That you weren't episode. even referencing whatever the theme song was to the show? No, no, oh, no. Good God. No, no. You know the episode. What did you think? You know, is he going to be, is he going to make it with the girl? Either way. No. Michael J. Fox, he's, he's doing, doing great work. Man. That's the one. Fucking James Woods is... Uh, there's not a lot of baby oil in this movie, but there's mm. plenty of blow. That's and James right. Woods yeah, got all of it. He's fucking coked out for sure. Yeah. He was spending $6,000 a week on his hair mm. it for shows. this movie. It shows. Okay. Where'd you hear that? From James Woods on one of your lunches? <laughs> you and Gibson and Woods? We don't talk to you. No, no. <laughs> no. It was John Bedham. Oh, okay. okay. Bedham. Bad. Yeah. They've been close since Bird on a War. Uh,. I didn't hate it. I'm not going to lie. Wow. There's a lot of things that are kind of fun. The stupid sets. I like that the whole thing. Well, I kind of hate that there was the forced third act with the whole billboard fight. But I like that it was a boss stage fight. That always wins me over. Some some titties could have helped this movie. Let's be honest. Yes. Like there's no reason Michael J. Fox didn't have topless women around that pool. When they were showing, I was his... trying to think where would you have thrown them in, and right that there. was the scene. Right there, we got a bunch of '90s long butts, but yeah. like those women would have had their tops off. Yeah, it was a gated community. They're on a palatial estate. Right. They're not fucking getting tan lines out there yeah. by this rich guy's pool. Either way, uh, they they do have a certain chemistry, the two of them together. I didn't hate watching them chew scene, but it's just long. It's just weird. Mm. I don't really know what this movie is except just kind of middle of the road three ninja stars for me i didn't completely stars. hate it but i didn't totally love it uh the first hour went by fast and the last 50 went by slow yeah. so there you are 
A lot of that's pretty fair, especially the pacing issues. I agree with you totally. Um, I went into this a little bit more disappointed, I think, because I did remember liking this one when I was yeah. a child. So I was like, is it going to hold up? This that's might fair. be fun. This might be a little forgotten Oof. gem I can put out there. in a. But no, it wasn't. So now I'm fucking left disappointed by yeah. it. Weirdly, I thought last week we had a buddy cop movie where they didn't really have a period of chafing against each other yeah. before they become friends. They were just friends from the very start, which is weird. Friends to the end. And this week we have one where like they never actually become friends. They kind of just still hate each other up until the end. Yeah. It's kind of weird. A couple of twists on the fucking formula here. We're keeping things fresher. Also, French. when I was thinking about Keep that, French. I was thinking... Night Vision came out six years after this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels so insane. Yeah, it it feels like it came out a 10, good ten years I was gonna before say, this movie. A How good did it come ten. out six years after this fucking movie? Fucking weird. This is an interesting premise that made for a great trailer yeah. and maybe like two or three great scenes of those yeah. two actors together. But in practice, it's boring. It's too long. The pacing's weird. There's dumb romantic subplots I don't care about. I was bored a lot watching it. If it showed up on TNT mm-hmm. one afternoon while I was too hungover to move, I could see myself watching it again. Right. But otherwise, never again. Never going to have to watch the hard way mm. again. I'm down to two bullets for this one. Whoa, not even two, two and a half. Two just stars. two. Two ninja stars for the hard way. Wow. No, thank you. Throw it in the trash heap. Disappointment sets in. Disappointment's not going to set in for long, though, because this might have been a down week for me, having Mm. to trudge through the hard way. Mm. But next week, we're watching what I've heard a good handful of reputable people call the greatest buddy cop movie of all time, Matt. A lot of people feel that way. One of the greatest sequels of all time. Home Alone 2. One of the greatest sequels of all time. Harry and Marv become cops in the sequel. Yeah. No, we're watching fucking Lethal Weapon number two. Diplomatic immunity. Get ready to see some pasty Kensit titties, motherfuckers. You know this one's getting at least three and a half ninja stars. At least on baby oil. And blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. And every new town just seems to bring you down. Trying to find. I'm not offended by homosexuality. 
In the 60s, I made love to many, many women, often outdoors, in the mud and the rain. And it's possible a man slipped in. Would be no way of knowing. 